But that's the same thing, though, too. Like, why are we so fearful? Well, or should we be fearful? I don't there's know. There's another layer. This is all got to get cut. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to <laughs> be like, <laughs> we can't have... Uh, why not? Fuck it. Hi, baby cakes. Uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Fucking Fine. I'll see you soon. I'm your host, Cece. And this is the show where we talk about all things millennial anxiety and beyond. I'm excited for you guys to listen to this week's episode. I recorded with my good friend Bethany down at my friend Briley, former co-host Briley's house in the Maryland, in Maryland, but in the D.C. area. We had an awesome weekend. We uh, just chilled, caught up, went to the Tattoo Expo in D.C., which was pretty sweet. Um, my girls got tattoos. I just got one, so I didn't get one. But uh, it was an interesting experience because there was the, first of all the light in the expo center was like nonsensical. Uh, it was like t- just so bright. But then there's like constant buzzing going on around you. I, for a minute, I thought I was gonna pass out. It was just a lot, but it was it was still overall an awesome weekend. So I'm glad to be back home. Um, for a couple more weeks before I take some trips. But if you're in the Philly area right now, basically anywhere in the Northeast region, you probably noticed the weather has been all over the fucking place. It's like 50 degrees today, which like this happens in January or whatever, but the fact that it was 68 degrees over the weekend is quite alarming. So I don't know if you listened to last week's episode, but... Global warming is fucking real, people. We're destroying the ozone. Shit's real. And you can see it when it's 70 fucking degrees in January. Just saying. I don't know. I could be wrong. Who fucking knows? So this week, um, we are, (laughs) my co-host Bethany and I, I just wanted to speak on behalf of the two of us, but we are both a bunch of speculative white girls (laughs) and... We only have one perspective and one lens in which we have viewed life our whole lives, having not uh, been a person of color, having been middle class our whole lives, pretty much. Um, So we're going to talk about some racial things. And with that being said, uh, she she had recommended for later later on the episode something we're going to talk about um, Chelsea Handler's uh, white privilege special on Netflix. I think it uh, would be awesome if all my white listeners, which is probably most of you, <laughs> um, if you could give it a watch. I watched it right after doing this episode, and uh, it's while we can only speak from our lens, it's important for us to have this conversa- these types of conversations uh, in a space where, you know we're able to share our thoughts and our experiences to help others. Uh, a lot of the documentary talks about, you know, it's not uh, the responsibility of black folks, folks, oh, I hope that wasn't racist, but to educate white folks because it's just not, it, 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 it's some, this is not something that should be going on anymore. And we're all human at the end of the day. And we're allowed to have cultural differences and respect others' cultures in public, etc. 
but some people need to be kept in check. And I'm not saying that for my co-host. She, she's doing a multicultural unit in her classroom, which is something that we should all kind of strive to do is step outside our comfort zones and step outside our lenses and understand others better. So I just wanted to say, I know we're two white girls talking about race. I We tried to be as sensitive as possible and understanding as possible. Uh, and we know that we don't know. And that that's the point, basically, that I'm trying to make. Uh, it's just on a lighter note, it is my dog's birthday this week. I don't know what day because I lost his pedigree information, but I just wanted to give a shout out to my dog that doesn't understand podcasts. Happy 12th birthday, Sammy. He is uh, Shiba Inu. He is the cutest motherfucker. Check him out on my uh, Instagram at Casquita. Um, yeah, follow me at Cynical Candor on everything else, cynicalcandor.com. If you feel so inclined, write me a message. You can be anonymous. Just make up a fake email address and let me know if you want to hear a certain topic or certain, you know, something we can touch upon in an episode. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like. Um, whatever. Like, rate, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and beyond. Whatever you got to do. Do you, boo-boo. Okay, baby cakes. Here's Bethany. Ooh, the bubbles. Why are you pouring it into a cup? Oh, oh, I just thought. I feel like since I'm on a podcast, I should have a coffee mug. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's Lizzie McGuire, so. It is a cool one. Are you excited for the um, well, reboot? I was just telling Briley, because um, I'm a big Hillary Duff fan. Do you watch Younger? No. Oh, because so Younger has Hillary Duff, and I don't know if that's why I watch it or what, but um, so I follow her. I'm like an Instagram follower, um, and so... I was just telling Brian, I just saw an article that was talking about how the showrunner, which I is, saw that. is she like, is she the original? I wasn't, I was assume. I just saw the headline, I didn't read the article, but I would assume that that's why it was a big fucking deal. Right, well, and that's why I went to the article and I like skimmed it, so it seemed like, what they made it seem like that the show wasn't completely off, like I feel like since they have so much following, mm-hmm. um, but they said that she was... Well, I don't even remember the correct term that they said, but basically she was a big deal, and without her, they don't know if they can foresee the show being successful. I don't know if they needed her vision, because she was the original. But they said they're taking it in a different direction. Oh, so, like, so maybe... I think they they let her go. I thought. I thought it said quit, but I could be wrong. She could have quit because they wanted to take it in a different direction, and she was like, fuck this noise. Well, they have to have this little animated girl, because she's the best. Yeah, I think they are. Ames really follows, like, pop culture stuff, and I think they are. Well, that's what made it, because it's the inner dialogue, and I think that's Mm -hmm. what made the show creative, because I've been watching a lot of Liz McGuire and Disney+, and I watch back, and I'm like, oh, this is really bad. But the inner monologue is so real. I'm like, I get it. Like, that is what I need following me around, is, like, a little animated, oh, like, you're, um... Your uh, bitmojis, like yeah, you have that little going on, and and giving your inner thoughts would be amazing. Yeah, um, we watched the episode recently where uh, Herman and Miranda want to watch. I want a bra. Oh, <laughs> yeah, shopping with mom. I know, cause Kate, cause Kate has one. <laughs> oh, Lizzie. Yeah, it's a big deal. Um, I, but I don't even remember like. Being like that with a bra, do you? Like, I remember being that way with shaving my legs. Like, I remember yes. in fifth grade. An eyeliner. Oh, no. I really wanted to wear eyeliner. I wasn't allowed to wear eyeliner, but Jess Crumbach was allowed to wear eyeliner. Yeah, Brianna, Brianna Dupal, my friend, like, we were yeah. so, I, like, lived at her house. She was really into the eyeliner. Yeah, I wanted to do eyeliner in, like, sixth grade. But, no, I remember being in, like, 
fifth grade, and um, my parents were like, you, I will never forget. It's so weird, the things that are, like, burned into my memory. They're cringy. They're all <laughs> fucking cringy. But we were coming, I, ca- I came back from somewhere, we were walking into the house, it was a really hot day, so I guess my nips, because I was all nips. I'm glad that you're, the that, like, that you yeah, have to hold it so I try to understand what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just feeling them and feeling the shame and discomfort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was wearing this white tank top that I'm pretty sure Michelle gave me. It had like flowers in the center of it. I'll never fucking forget it, dude. And spaghetti straps because like, and no bra, no bra. But uh-huh. I was in fifth grade. <laughs> fucking fifth grade. But I think that's when I started to like get, gain weight. Like uh-huh. otherwise, I was like a like a fucking bored as a kid. Um, but like four, end of fourth, fifth grade, and my parents were like, not even my parents, I was like, my mom, my dad probably said something to her, but she was like, I think we have to go shopping for a bra for you, mm-hmm. just a sports bra. And I was like, Are you kidding? Because I like, hated so to be constricted. Like, I did not, like, I liked baggy clothes. Like, I always wore like skateboarder shorts and stuff when I was younger mm-hmm. and like baggy jeans. And like, I was like, Ugh, Seriously? And then, yeah, shopping for a bra was so awkward. And, like, everything was uncomfortable with my mom. The period talk, like, <laughs> so uncomfortable. Well, I wonder if her experiences were uncomfortable, though. Like, if she, that's, she like, stemming from, like, did it. she have that experience? Because I always think, like, um, did you see how Netflix has their, well, they've had their Explained series. But yes. now they have their Sex Explained series. And I was like, yeah. how, like, maybe possibly impactful I haven't really watched it. I watched the one on fertility because I don't understand anything like that and one of my friends is kind of experiencing or like curious about this because she's trying to get pregnant so I watched it because I was like I have no idea how all this works but I was like what an interesting thing for kids that don't ever get anything yeah. explained to them I'm like this could be really useful because we know that not every school is teaching you know healthy we didn't get sex, sex ed, ed when we should have well and and I don't even really remember it. So I don't think it was that. It couldn't have been that impactful. Like, because I don't really... I remember talking a lot about getting your period. Like, I mm-hmm. totally remember that and hearing... The pancake video. <laughs> oh, I don't remember that. Where they... Pour, oh, they make it look like... <laughs> yeah. I just remember hearing the horror stories from Miss Wilson of what her period was like back in the day before, like... Yeah, she had to like, wear, like, a belt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you, were, and you had to visual... And, like, you didn't want to, but you visualized it. And you were like, oh... Yeah, that's horrible. But um, I was like, what a neat thing if Netflix, I feel like they're, but but I'm also scared for Netflix because they have so much power in what they can share right. with, like, I feel like there's that, have you ever read that book, The Feed? It's like a young adult novel. I don't think so. I think it's M.T. Anderson's the author or whatever, but like the kids are hooked up to this feed that feeds them whatever, and I'm like, that is... Netflix is the feed. Like, yeah. they can, if they want it to be. Like, if they, I mean, I feel like a lot of stuff they put out is really cool and yeah. and useful for the world. But. Well, if, I think it all starts at home, too. Like, you have to teach your kids this day and age, like, what, you have to take things with a grain of salt and, like, find multiple sources. Like, mm-hmm. if that you have access to the internet, go ahead. Like, we can look this up together if you want to watch it. But I don't know. If I ever have kids, which... Shot in the dark at this point. <laughs> if I ever have kids, I will probably like only let them have the kids Netflix for a while. Like, but like, but how do you do that? Because I always think of that. Like, I because again, I don't have kids, and who knows? But like, since I work with kids pretty regularly, and I hear like what they're watching, um, I'm like, 
is there no moder like are you not monitored during this process because I know there's the kid thing but how does that actually work how can they not just quickly log out of that and click? I think you can set up passwords and stuff mm-hmm. I I just know that the people there's people I dogs it for and they have kids that are probably middle school so I'm surprised but they have parental blockers on like a mm-hmm. lot of like everything like well, good for that and, good for that yeah so yeah. and they don't have TVs in their room. Um, they probably have cell phones, but, like, I would be one to take away the cell phone before mm-hmm. bed kind of thing. I don't know. It's going to be, like, Nazi Germany in my house. Well, but isn't that, <laughs> but, like, but I think of that all the time, because, like, I remember growing up and be like, my parents are so strict. This is so annoying. I can't do anything. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm a good kid, you know, and I'd be so frustrated. But now that I get to observe so many different types of kids on a regular basis, I'm like, oh, like, I think I would be that. Like, I think I would be that parent. Like, yeah. Where you take away things. But there is, like, what I also think is so wild is, like, and again, I can't cite my source, so I don't know how accurate this is, but they're saying, like, a lot of the people in Silicon Valley, you know, pushing the technology, have this big thing that they do in their schools. It's, like, a wait till eight, and they don't really introduce technology until eighth, I think it's eighth grade. I don't think it's eight years old. I think it's eighth grade, which I think is kind of wild, but also I would be all about it. Like, like, tablets and phones and that. I would think probably in the schools they're using technology, but I don't think they have individual devices. I don't know. See, that's so interesting because my friends Tom and Amber, their kids, so our daughter just turned two in November. Um, the other one's still a baby. She can't do it. But the two-year-old um, watches, like, kid YouTube mm-hmm. so she can click whatever and be safe and know that it's not going to be inappropriate content. Um, well, Hopefully, right, you know, right. Oh, yeah, because there's a creepy video, right, or something, like, with YouTube know. Kids. Oh, I think that was, like, last year, there was, like, something on YouTube Kids was, that was, like, scary. Oh, God. Oh, I don't know. I, I could be, I could have no, just lied. probably right, but, like, you, yeah, you can't control YouTube, but I'm sure there's, like, other avenues. But I wonder if that'll put the kids that are waiting till eighth grade at a disadvantage, because she's already swiping. She knows mm-hmm. how to navigate a phone. Like, she doesn't know that she's making a phone call necessarily right. or whatever but she's familiar with like selecting and so I wonder if that'll like help her technology I always say I'm like this girl goes into computers and mm-hmm. then their other daughter's like always cooing and stuff I'm like she's gonna be an entertainer <laughs> like you got your bases covered you're covered for retirement right. they're gonna pay for everything but I don't know I see I'm just like so I my fear is that yeah she'll know how to operate that stuff but where does it become then like an addiction and that's the only thing they do right I agree with you on that but I think they're good at balancing there's a time and a place for it oh absolutely yeah know. no I think it's a ne- what's well, a necessity in that like our our world operates on it mm-hmm. so you can't be completely distant from it but I think I don't know I think there has to be a lot of monitoring and, and moderation set in place like you need stopping cues because there aren't any anymore like you as a parent you would have to be this stopping cue I think. right I don't know not not that that has anything to do with uh, Liz McGuire getting her first brawl. <laughs> so who are you? What's your name now that we've um, gotten into the meet? Bethany. Um, I'm a teacher. I teach middle school, so it's always entertaining. Um, How what old else? are you? Oh, 29, which is terrifying because it's almost 30, um, which, which is crazy because I feel like I'm still, like, 21. Yeah, you're um, going to be 30 this year. Mm-hmm. And it is – it's so – like, I, I don't know if it's because of my job and, like, I'm mostly interacting with young people or if it's my interests. Like, I have this big fear of that. I'm, like, you know, I'm growing up, but, like, my interests are still, like, that of a 16-year-old. 
So I'm a little fearful, like, <laughs> Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. No, seriously, I'm still watching these Disney Channel shows, like, and I read so much, like, YA because I need to yeah. get book, but I, but I also genuinely enjoy it, like, and I'm so, I'm like, oh, no, like, I'm gonna be that, like, 40-year-old woman from Mean Girls, like, the cool mom, but I'm not gonna be cool, I'm just gonna be really lame. No, I keep, I think it keeps you young. If it makes you feel better, Laura uh, Snapchatted me the other day from school, she's like, I have an off period, so I'm watching Victorious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that does make me feel a little better. Yeah, because yeah, that's, like, I've been watching, um, That's a Raven, listen, I'm like, oh, jeez. But that's a nostalgic thing. Yes, no, absolutely, but I still, like, my, my books are are YA mostly yeah. so it's all like teen romances and like I'm super <laughs> I'm super pumped for like the new um boy to the boys I've loved all the boys I've loved before yeah is that what something? it's called or something and the next was like PSI so a student had recommended the books to me last year like after I had watched that movie and I loved them they were so like they so hit home with like your high school relationships I'm like oh my gosh like this is how I was yeah and so it was so wild and like really like it, like it hurt my heart a little bit as I read it because I was like, "Oh my word!" Like this is how I was feeling, and I, it's finally putting words how I was feeling. And it, like, so for a month after, I think that book like weirdly, I don't know, like triggered all these emotions. Yeah. I don't. It was a really weird experience. But anyway, so this next movie's coming out. I'm super excited. I'm like, I'm excited with every other 16 year old girl, and I'm gonna be 30. <laughs> so it's like nostalgia <laughs> for you though, and I think that's where it's appropriate. Where you're like reflecting on things that work. Because I watched something... What, what? Well, we watched Booksmart last night, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, comparison to, like, what we went through at Truman. I'm like, nobody's having yacht parties. I was going to say, how like, did you relate to that? Like, how- um, I think, like, trying to fit in in a way, mm-hmm. being so school-oriented, but it was more of a comparison to me, like, like contrasting myself against those characters because, like, I was not... I was able to excel in school and party, like, mm-hmm. probably related to the not main characters, but, um, but for me, watching media today with children is kind of, or, you know, youth is like, um, oh my god, we didn't have half of this shit, mm-hmm. we weren't like this, like, we were basic as fuck, really, if you think about it, but, yeah, I don't know. Well, because that's like, when I watched that movie, I was just thinking... Because I don't think I could really relate because I don't think that as all was similar to my experience. But I think that was so neat. It was like when I was done with it, like the, I, and it's been a while, so I could be wrong because I haven't watched it in like over a year probably mm-hmm. or close to a year. Um, but the moral was like, or the message was more set on the relationship and the friendship. Yeah. I think that was so important. Because like, that's one thing like, I feel like we were lacking growing up is everything was a love story. Mm-hmm. And it was always, like, your heterosexual love story. Yes. And it's usually the girl being the weaker person. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, and it was, nothing was centered around friendships. And I don't think, I think we, I had healthy friendships. Like, yeah. I really do think I had, for the most part, pretty healthy friendships. And I was thankful for my friends growing up. But I don't think there was ever any, anything that talked about that. Like, how, like, girls should be friends to one another and how they should be supporting one another or how that they can break up and it could be okay and yeah I just like so I thought that was neat that the message was really solely set on their friendship and their friendship changing yeah and having fears about that and I think I related to that part too because we got kind of stoned so (laughs) I was like trying to form words Mm because I really don't smoke anymore so I was kind of like I have feelings about this (laughs) But it was, like, um, her friend dropping her off to go to the airport, 
And I was like, this is what resonates most with me out of this whole movie was like that whole like, and I was fortunate that you were at school. So like I was going to a place where I did have a very close friend. Um, but like leaving Michelle and Shayna and Courtney was like, so mm -hmm. I cried so much about like not being able to see Shayna every day mm -hmm. for like the first two weeks I went to go visit her at school because I was just like, I need my best friend. Like, what mm -hmm. am I doing? So, like, that really, like, when she, like, has the tears, I'm like, oh, my God. I get it. <laughs> uh, no, but because I think that's, I just think that's such a shame for us in a sense. Mm -hmm. In that, like, we had no idea. Preparation. That, like, well, and that those relationships are way more significant in your life. But yeah. yet nobody's showing that. And mm -hmm. no one's showing you how to cope with. Because, like, I, not that I had that problem with college. I think I was, I think I was ready. I have no idea what I was thinking when I went to college. But, um, but I did, like, when I finally had to, like, legitimately move, and I knew my life was never going back to, like, the Levittown area, and yeah. that the summer that I, Corey and I had, like, our last summer together, like, I don't think she probably felt the same way I felt. Like, I feel like I probably like her ten times more than she likes me, but, like, it was just devastating. Like, I drove home, well, granted, I was, like, probably slightly drunk, but not, like, too drunk to drive, because, like, you know, yeah, I am we super, don't it. super <laughs> responsible. Um, but I'm sitting in my car and my boyfriend at the time sitting next to me and he's probably like, oh, I hate this lady. Um, but I'm sitting there and just like, and I'm like crying <laughs> and crying because I just knew that I, my, like we were not, there's Life no way. You know it. Yeah. And there's no way as I think we're pretty good at staying friends, but like there's, your life is not the same. Like there's nothing like the, a long-term relationship is never going to be as good as a, right. As a. It's a different, it's just a different connection. Mm -hmm. And no one told, and no one talks, I just feel like no one talks about, like, how well, do you my, keep friends? Like, my parents always said, you're going to have a whole different set of friends mm -hmm. after college, blah, blah, blah. Well, now that I've been living home for five years, who, who are my fucking best friends? Like, the people that were my best mm -hmm. friends in high school, like, and, and some Annie Ann's relationships, but they were all from high school age anyway, so, like. Yeah, do you really, that is crazy like do you really actually because I my parents said the same thing like oh like your college friends are going to be your friends yeah but like who do you talk to I talk I to mean, a I, handful right but like like Hannah my friend Sam um like Todd but he was from high school mm -hmm. you from high school like I'll I'll talk to them on social media but if we didn't have social media I probably wouldn't connect with right. a lot of these people at all and now I feel bad if I'm forgetting somebody and you're my friend but it's whoever I'm so it's whoever I'm around. But that's how I felt when I left college, like mm -hmm. so somber and like I drove home by myself and I was just like, This is never gonna be the mm -hmm. same because like all your friends were right there and I'm like, I'm never yep. gonna see these people again. And it's, it's weird. and it was so and I know we had different experiences, so I don't wanna say like for us, because I know it's not the same for yeah. both of us. But like for me that was a time where I was like the, I like even when I was living it, I was like, I know it's not gonna get better than this. And how do you when you know that's the best, yeah. Like, how do you keep going? Not that like my life right now is bad. It's it's quite lovely, but, um, but I just knew I was like, I'm never gonna have a time where like I'm surrounded with people the same age with similar values mm -hmm. and have so much freedom without the stressors. Cause, like I was fortunate to not have to work while I was like in a semester. Like I worked in the summer and stuff like that. Yeah. But I was like, I know it's never gonna get better than this because like life has responsibilities, and here I have very few. I was ready to be done college. I was ready to be done high school. I was ready. I was sad about leaving college, but I was ready to get out of that atmosphere. Mm -hmm. I think I had a very weird... I would never take it back. I appreciate everything for what it was. I don't have very many regrets in life, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like, I think everything 
has a purpose. So all the shit that I've gone through, the stupid, that I've done to myself, I shouldn't say gone through, because a lot of it was caused by me, um, but has all made me into the person that I am now. So I, I didn't have that, like, it was more just like, fuck, I'm never going to see these people again. Yeah. Like, that sucks. But, because I felt like I finally found a group of people that, like, knew me well and, like, understood me. But it helped, too, because my brother and our roommate didn't go back to ship. So right. we all left together. So it was kind of, like, comforting in that way. But Whereas I had, like, a slow exit because I knew you were still there and Morgan was right. still there. Um, so I was like, so, cause I really didn't like where I was living when I moved out of college. So I was there, I think I was there a lot trying to, re- but, but the, at the yeah. same time when I would go back, I, I was like, you know what? I needed to leave. Like, this is totally not a, a sustainable scene. Like you can't live like this yes. forever mm-hmm. anyways. So it was good. But I was going to say when you said, um, it was sadly leaving people, I was really sad about that, but everyone was leaving for the most part with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was really sad about like leaving Kreiner. I'm like, Wait, was that the place the, it was called? Yes, Kreiner. Kreiner is the finer diner. <laughs> yes. I was like, man, I I mean, not that it's probably even the same. This is why we need to go back and do, like, a walkthrough. Like, yeah, can we get in there? It's, like, seven bucks or something. Can, can we Kreiner's afford gone. it? Kreiner's <gasps> gone. I'm pretty sure. No. Well, you've been there more recent than I have. I don't think so. I mean, Oh, wait, I was taking classes there, yeah. but, like, I was only, like, I would walk through the cub because they got Duncan, and that was a big deal. Yeah, I was there but for Duncan. But that's about it. I don't think I, like, I didn't venture onto the other side where, like, Lack Cove was, which the day they tore down Lack Cove was, like, was such a I sad day. I threw a rock through the window before. Oh, really? Yeah. Not that, like, my Lack Cove experience was that great, because it really, I might, I, I mean, she's probably a lovely person, but, like, no, but worst we had freshman. Good times when I lived there. Oh, that's, yes. <laughs> I know. Oh, I met yeah. those. Well, I fucking hated that place. Oh, that's why I was like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck this building. Oh, oh, I, oh, I know. I feel like that's one. So when I had taken, I was thinking of ideas and I was like, cause they, um, not that you needed my thoughts, but I was like, I just feel like if I don't think of anything, I'll have nothing. Yeah. But wait, let's finish the okay. intro. What's oh, your yeah. sign? Um, like your astrological yes, sign. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> I was about to, like, do my, like, my handshake, but that's my, um, Word. Libra, but I really know nothing about it, so I don't really want to, like, venture onto, like, anything other than that I know that it's a scale, right? Yeah, you're very balanced. Um, but is that, is that significant? Is that sign significant with what, like, are, am I supposed to be, like, a balanced individual? Yeah, yeah, you're supposed to be, like, um, even keeled I guess so Libra is like a big like a hard one for me I have you and my friend Steph that are Libras and you are vastly different like I think I think as you've gotten older like you're a lot more chill but I always like sorry don't take offense to any of this this is just my assessment no I Um, feel like you need I need people on the outside to tell you because you have no idea yeah I'm gonna tell you your flaws number one yeah just open the note make a list (laughs) you have like a notebook and you're flipping through and number one there's 70 pages you gotta (laughs) get it's like one of those scrolls and it just keeps scrolling (laughs) like how long is that (laughs) well when did you start recording this is what I would really be (laughs) like 2011 (laughs) So, my friend Steph is super chill, super go with the flow. Um, I always, like, considered you to be more high-strung oh, yeah, in particular. I, um, I think as you've gotten older, you're definitely more, and probably through experiences, you've gotten more like, okay, whatever. Like, not so, not, I wouldn't ever call you controlling, but particular. Oh, I no, think. I would. Like, I feel like, and it depends who I'm with. Like if, it, like, if it's a group setting, like, I usually try not to be that person like yeah. I feel like I can turn that try to turn it off but no like in my normal life like I like 
control and I mm-hmm. like having a plan. And when the plan is not the plan, I, it like stresses me out a little bit. So no, I know totally I totally agree with that. To that. But like, but I also think Zach has helped me immensely trying to be less. Um, I don't know if it's controlling, but just more like he's nothing's a big deal for him. Mm-hmm. So like that has helped me a lot. Yeah. I think. Um. Yeah, but that's all I really can do. That this is what I always explain with astrology. Like, I'm not the expert on anything. Like, I would like to consider myself an expert on like Capricorn traits, but I try to establish traits based upon the people that I know. So you and stuff are my only, and I have a guy Libra that I know is <laughs> We're just best friends. <laughs> we don't talk anymore. Was, that was a relationship that has ended. Um, but I read something the other day about Libras, because I'm trying to pick up more, uh, Scorpios are the same way, I don't understand, I don't get it, um, but there's, like, a, um, uh, organizational, like, you're organized, but in, like, a clusterfuck kind of, it's, Mm -hmm. like, all about evening it out, like, so you're very much, like, even-tempered for the most part, for the most part, generalization. Hmm. Um, I'm so curious, so, and I always wonder too, like, am I hearing these things and then making them fit to who I am, or are they, are they accurate? That's how I was in the beginning, but, like, after I've, I've read more and more about it, it, it to me it makes sense because, like, the moon controls water, mm-hmm. like, there's what, and have you, oh, sun. I just, like, screamed, but have you ever been to, like, what, somewhere with, like, a lot of people on a full moon, like, mm-hmm. it, it is Driving wild. Driving down here last night, I was like, oh my god, uh-huh. Friday night full moon, what the fuck am I it, doing? It is wild, and I never even heard anything till I started teaching, but they're like, oh no, like, it's a Friday and it's a full moon, and it's, and I'm not, like, putting that on, like, it is crazy, and it's not just, like, kids, it's, like, mm-hmm. everything. It's everything. Um, okay, so that's enough for astrology. So you already said what you're doing. You're a teacher. Do you have any teaching things you want to talk about? Mm. Well, I did hear it, like, on one of your episodes you were talking about, like, in a, which we don't have to get into because I don't, I don't have an answer either, but just the education system as a whole. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it is something I feel like we as teachers are always thinking about, but we're so embedded into it, and we're also products of it, so it's tough to even think of solutions. But I didn't know if that was something, like, you, but I, I, well, I've always been interested in education reform, which is why I think I wanted to be a teacher to begin with. Mm-hmm. And maybe, like, subconsciously I realized that you can't do anything from the inside because you are so limited in a way. Like, you're stuck in the structure, so you're kind of, like, at the whim of whoever is in charge of you at that point. Um, but then I also just didn't want to go to school for the rest of my life because yeah. I was like, I've been doing this for so long. Like, I need some break from it. Mm-hmm. Um but I am, but when we went to see that, remember when we went to see, what? what's it called? Oh, I just watched it because I had a multicultural, well, now I'm done, but in my last class I had my multicultural education class, and the one video, all the videos, it was kind of a bummer, all the videos were kind of dated, mm-hmm. um, but it was That's a waiting really for Superman. Yes, mm-hmm. and that really gave me insight into the whole situation, but it's all fucking political at the end of the mm-hmm. day, so, like, what do you do, shy of getting into politics, I mean... And it, and it's still such a battle, because, like, in that video, it was the one, um, was she in D.C.? Yeah. Okay, where she was trying to say, like, look, the a lot of the problem is residing in these teacher unions, and, like, I am part of the union, so I feel kind of, I don't know, like, I feel weird saying this. But, like, it is a problem, mm-hmm. um, and I think the union offers lots of benefits, and there's really, there there is a purpose for it, and I think it's valuable, but there also is a problem in that, like, 
people that are really shitty can never get fired. Right. Because I, because I, like, I even have, like, years where I was like, that was a really bad year. Like, I just feel like I failed the entire year, you know? And so I'm not saying that that would be a reason to fire someone, but there are people that are doing terrible things or not doing anything, and yet they can still be there. Well, it's the people that aren't like you. Um, That's what every teacher that I've had on, maybe it's because you're, like, you know, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, fresh, and you're still optimistic about it. Um, But every teacher that I've had on has been, like, y'all are great just from caring because the fact that you're like listen I had a really bad year like the fact that you're acknowledging and like reflecting on it but we had teachers at Truman that like did not give a fuck and like there's no way they had a conscious like acknowledgement of being shitty when that's what I always and that's kind of what I was thinking when like you guys were talking not that you went in very much to like education reform but I was like we are our experiences so much linked to Truman, I think, because mm-hmm. that's probably the most freshest memories. Um, but I also think that's where probably, I don't, I don't know the right word for it. I don't want to say hurt, but like where failed in a way, yeah, slightly. And I don't, and I don't even think it's like anyone's sole responsibility, because um, I, I f- feel like I had, for the most part, decent teachers that genuinely wanted me to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was something wrong. Like, yeah. And I don't know if it's the system overall, if it was the district over. I don't know what it was, but there was something wrong. And especially since th- thinking of that Waiting for Superman, that was in set in a multicultural education course. And that's, I think, like where I'm most interested right now. Mm-hmm. Like if I pursue any further education, I feel like that's the road I would want to go. Um, is that like we were benefited from the system slightly because we were able to be in honors classes. Yeah. We were with like minded like status like cultural for the most part yeah and so for them for us like we were able to usually get what we needed and Mm -hmm. provided opportunities that benefited us but like there's half those kids like when I we just had our reunion which I I didn't go to but I was like we had a big Facebook page and half the people on there I had no idea and granted my memory might have played a part of that but I was like I've never even seen or heard of these people why is like wh- right. why were we never interacting with people that were different than us? Yeah. So I and I don't know if that contributes to the problem as well because like with waiting for Superman, a lot of it is um, our schools are extremely segregated. Even like today, like that, our schools are more segregated than they were in you know the '60s when yeah. segregation During was like, segregation. legit. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so I don't know if that like I don't know, but I I know that's a conversation that go on forever. But, yeah. I, there, there, I don't know the answer to it either, honestly. I just know that we have experts that we could appoint mm-hmm. to fucking figure it out, but we refuse to because all we care about is, like, blowing up fucking the Middle East and shit. Stupid shit. <sighs> anyway, we can go on forever with the misery. So, what freaks you out? What gives you anxiety? What makes you tick? Mm. Well, it is so weird that we're doing it, like, asking what brings anxiety, like, right now, because I feel like this past, the past two weeks have been absolutely um, crazy to live on our planet, basically. Mm -hmm. So I think, I mean, I I don't want to say that's an obvious stressor, because I think there's people that are not, like, at all stressed about that, and they're just like, oh, you know, someone will fix it. Um, 
But I was trying to think then, because I was like, I knew that was going to be a question, and I'm like an overanalyzer. Um, <laughs> At least you didn't bring notes. A lot of my male guests write have, in a notebook, and it's so cute. Oh, I, I wish it. I wrote in a notebook, but that would require me to like carry something yeah. with me. No, I did make one note, because I knew I would forget what I wanted to bring up, and I wanted it to be like a, no- a knowledgeable thing, other than like being anxious about liking stuff 16-year-old girls like. <laughs> but... Um, because that really is a stressor for me. I'm like, am I not growing up? Like, I almost feel fraudulent as an adult. So I was like, I'm... Bitch, you are married. You own a house. Like, right, but then on. other than that, if you look at... Like, if you walk into my room, you'd be like, who lives here? I still have Orlando Bloom. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, no, you're... I've my wall. your house, and it is very adult. Have you been uh, in my bedroom in years? No. no. It is... Do you still have your Hannah Montana cardboard cut out? No. No, I, I know you don't. I know you don't. No, because I have it. it was, oh, you have it? Uh-huh. It's still in my car trunk. Did I get that? What did I pick? Maybe you had an... Oh, no. No. You're right. You had an actual cardboard cutout, I think. Yeah, you have the paper that came yes. with it. It hung up in my classroom my first year, but no one appreciated it. So, so my, I was like... My friend's apartment, they got a Justin Bieber cutout, so I brought a Hannah Montana so they could be, be friends. Like, oh, and then we ended up getting drunk and, like, stabbing them. It was, it was Hannah? atrocious. I mean... <laughs> I was depressed. <laughs> I had to take out my rage on somebody. <laughs> no, I still had, she, cool, because when I gave up my Cavalier, I, like, unearthed under my trunk, like, um, some old, like, relationship between us. Like, our relationship. Yeah, that cardboard finds, thing. Yeah, in, in the hood. In but the, didn't I give that back to you, though? I think I did. I, I don't know. I, I had it for a really long time, but Hannah's still in my trunk, because she will forever go with me no matter where I go. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> I, and I use that line all the time. And I, and I don't think they, like, appreciate it. I'm like, but whatever. Um, so, anxiety. So, other than that, I think I narrowed it down. Because I was like, there's so much going on in our nation. But, like, just globally, that is extremely worrisome. And I think the reason, and I, I don't know if it's, like, it's probably narcissistic. But it's stemming from this idea. I think what gives me most stress or, like, fear um, is this idea of time and concept of time. And I think as humans, like, we are amazing and that our brain is able to shut things off um because we like everyone we have limited time and I think the fact I have no and maybe this links to me being controlling but the fact I have no idea when my time is done Mm -hmm. so like everything that could link to ending my time here is stressful and I don't know why because like and again maybe it's because I'm narcissistic but like I really like living and I really like my life and I and I like worldly things which should be like such a sin um but I because <laughs> I'm one with the world or whatever they say <laughs> yeah and but I like and I I just like being like I like being here like this is awesome um and just to know that like there's so many contributing factors that would end that like even it, it sounds so stupid but, like even getting in my car this morning I was like I have four hours I'm gonna be a really cautious driver but no one else might even be paying attention and I'm like in any minute like I could be dead like and I hate doing that but I also think that's why humans are amazing because we can block that idea out that you're going to die soon but I think as I'm getting older it, the fear of death is like ever present yes and I don't know if it's because more people my age are dying um I don't know what it, but that is my biggest stressor so like I'm a warrior by nature I've been a warrior since mm-hmm. I was a kid um and I've always been worried about getting hurt or whatever but like now that I'm older it's even more and more and I, like so when I'm seeing all these pictures of even just, like, the wildlife, which, like, crushes. Ugh, but, like, that is also death. And I'm like, oh, we are all going to die. And it's, I mean, not that that wasn't a fact 10 years ago, but now it just seems more My present. mom always, when, when she got, like, so 
My mom was probably, like, in her 30s. And when we were growing up, like, she liked roller coasters when we were young. But once we got into her 30s, like, after Curtis was born and we would go to theme parks, she would not get on roller coasters. She had this, like, irrational fear of heights. It's not irrational. I think it's mm-hmm. rational. Um, but to put your faith in humanity and this tested roller coaster that mm-hmm. 18,000 people just rode on, like, I, to me, is a little bit irrational. But <laughs> especially then, I'm like, what? Like, I'm going on. You're going to mm-hmm. let your kids go on, but you won't go on? And, like... She has this problem with driving across bridges, like mm. really freaks her out, which I can under I can understand, but because I I'm like super into the Mothman prophecy thing. I don't know what that is. It's like so it's like based upon a true story, but to sum it up really quickly, like somewhere in Midwest area, there's this creature spotted. It was like this huge winged with with regular human legs. Like there were multiple sightings of this thing, right? So like speculation whatever that could be like some sort of like thing but then christmas eve um in the 70s a bridge collapsed and there's like i don't know hundreds of people died on this bridge Mm. um and the whole thing was like that the mothman was probably trying to warn the people or whatever because nothing bad happened from the sighting of this creature he Uh didn't like take anybody or anything like that there's a movie though highly recommend it i think it's julianne moore Oh, really? Yeah, really good movie. Um, hmm. And, like, Richard Gere or something like that. I could be thinking of the wrong movie, but anyway. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, bridge collapsing. Yeah, so when my mom got to a certain age, like, certain things started. And I think it is, like, a fear. Like, you realize your humanity and, like, how impermanent mm-hmm. these things are. Because um, I do the same thing. I'm talking about driving slow. We were talking yeah. earlier, like... I, I definitely take it more, but I've all, I've kind of combated it, and now this is not good, and I know that you would never use this technique <laughs> because you're way more responsible and, like, goal-oriented than I am. Um, but I, ever since, especially New Orleans, um, when I went on a trip, when I should not have gone on a trip, like, I really did not have the finances to do mm-hmm. that kind of a trip. Um, and I was like, fuck, I got a tattoo. I was like fuck it, I could die on the plane ride home. Like, I, I'm going to live my life to the full. Now, I'm st- I still save money. Like, I'm trying right. to be re- well, there's a reasonably responsible, but... But I think there's a healthy way, because that's what I, like, that's what I'm trying to currently, because this is a stressor. Like, I'm always, like, I, you know, I only have this much time, but but I'm also, like you said, like, I, I, I feel like I'm a pretty goal-oriented. Like, I feel like I... And I don't know if this is how I was brought up or if it's just innate, but I was like, I need to be working on the next thing. So now that I finished schooling, what's my next thing? Mm-hmm. And now, and, and so the same thing comes in though. Like you only have so much time. And this is where I think Zach has been helpful. And I think just growing up and interacting with lots of different people, but like, you're right. Like, so are we, am I going to spend the next five years like saving all my money and doing everything right to know that like in an instant that could be for no for no purpose whatsoever like yeah. I don't know because you are only given so much time and I feel like you need to utilize it and we're only yeah. young for so long too yeah. that I feel like I have so much freedom right now yeah that I need to live it to the fullest in a sense yeah. I don't know but yeah no I definitely definitely can agree with that but I've I've gotten over a lot of it like um I don't know I've also lost people and seeing people die, and, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just has changed things. But time does scare the fuck out of me, because this past year, 2019, 
like when I look back on all that has happened, I'm like, that was a long year. Mm-hmm. But when I think about New Year last year, I was here. And it's oh, weird. Yeah. It was like a blank. We're in Maryland, by the way. We're at Briley. Former co host Briley Acker's house in Maryland. You were on location. On location at the spot, not in Philly. Um, so hopefully we garner some Maryland listeners. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that is exactly what's happening. <laughs> I'm sure. As people are like so, actually like, sitting around us listening <laughs> yeah. at like a live show. We oh. should do a live show. Why have I not been recruited can you, to do a live can show? Can you yet? do the live show at the Oxford Valley Mall? <laughs> Like, you know, like, underneath, where they used to bring, like, special guests underneath the steps? Yes! Yes. And the thing is, though, like, it's not going to be advertised. Like, no one's going to know. You're just going to happen upon it, like a present. Yes, yes. And it'll be, like, oh, I'll just have, like, five people standing. I'll be like, what, who is that? Oh. <laughs> Somebody will be walking by, hey, Cassie! <laughs> Don't call me that. <laughs> They'll be curious where your Annie... them out. They're from the mall. Where your Annie Ann's visor yes. is. They're like, where's your visor? Do you want to get a write-up? <laughs> <laughs> but, like that would be the best on location spot along it would be uh, along with time though um another thing that makes me think of it i think is i've been watching like older movies recently which we'll get to in the culture section because mm-hmm. i have a couple to talk about but um looking at, I, I always i always remember my parents being like wow they look so old and i'm like what do you mean like that's what they look like because in my lifetime mm-hmm. that's what they've looked like but i was watching um well, Magnolia, also with Julianne Moore, um, which, you know what, I always confuse her with the other redhead, so I hope it's actually Julianne Moore. She looked, like, so, like, she looks great, but, like, just her face, and I'm, like, thinking about us oh, now. Oh, no! And I'm, like, we look good. We look, we, I don't think we look much different from, like, college age. Like, but do, do you think it's genuine, or, like, because I go through this a lot, too, where I'm always, like, oh, I look young, and I'm like, but is it just because, like, you see yourself every day? Right. And your memory and your brain is amazing that, like, do they filter kind of in a sense to... Well, as somebody who doesn't see you very often, I think you look very similar. I think you can tell you're older, but I think it's less, like, it's not wrinkles at all. Like, it's more, like, change, like, face shape change. Your body is changing, like, that kind of thing. But I don't think, like, you... You don't have wrinkles. I remember yeah. when I lost so much weight so quick, freaking out, and because I have like puffy cheeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I have high cheekbones, but I have fat fucking cheeks. I feel I feel like that's yeah, and I feel like you. I get deep the deep lines. So I went out and bought, and it was worse because I was like my chin. I lose all of my chin. Mm-hmm. My face isn't really as round as it looks right now, or you know, did especially. But I went out and bought like collagen filler cream. It was, like, oh, really? Do you feel like out. it works? Um, it doesn't help the laugh lines. Yeah. That's not what it's supposed to be for. Nothing helps your laugh lines. Right. You have to get Botox for that, and then I'll have a little like. Well, ten years. Let's we'll do that. It is experiment. You know, all the fucking podcasts I listen to, they talk about getting fillers and stuff. Oh, and really? Like, and is it terrible? Do you can do I you make f- enough money for that? I was gonna say, do you feel like? You're easily, because I do, like, I personally feel this way, like, when I listen to stuff, I'm like, I know that this is advertisement, like, I know, and I'm like, and I'm buying into it 100%. Yeah. Like, because that, yeah, if I listen to enough podcasts, I'd be like, you know what, I probably need to go do that. Yeah. Well, I I don't think it's so much an advertisement, but, like, the one, Karen Kilgariff talk about getting her teeth done. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, veneers? Um. Or just whitened? No, she got, I, I don't think she got veneers. 
what's the other thing? They do two different types of. I think they did implants for her because her oh, bottom like, teeth. You mean like they really take strong. them out or? Yeah, they, I think so. Or they drilled in. I don't. I'm not sure exactly. But she got new teeth basically. Mm. That's what happened to Hillary Duff too. If you want to know, that's why she's so beautiful these days. Oh. Can you tell I'm on a Lizzie McGuire kick? You are seriously <laughs> obsessed. With I'm, a big, Duff. I'm a big fan. No. Let the rain <laughs> fall down. I love Hillary Duff too. My friends all love Hillary Duff, so, like, you're I not know what, I don't know what it is. You're but not alone. Anyways, but I think that's what she, because she had really, I guess, supposedly, like, an, short teeth. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm like, listen, I would stop the aging process so much if I could just get a little bit of Botox. Now, I don't want Botox yet, but definitely when I'm in my 30s, I'll probably, if I'm making money, mm-hmm. like, I have to prioritize these But things. if you do it once, you have to keep going, because that is my only fear, because I'm totally not opposed to that. You do, like, a very that. low, low dose. Like, you don't, like, go in and get, like. Mm-hmm. But I think I would get something in my forehead because I'm definitely gonna have my mom's forehead wrinkle. Um, but I, I'll, I'll see how my face ages. Right. We'll deal with that. But I think we're also, and again, it, I, maybe it's like a coping mechanism. But I think our generation is at least better set than like. Cause I even and I love my mom, so I don't. Want, and she hopefully she will listen. So she won't even know. <laughs> but like when I look at pictures of her, and granted, she had four kids running around, so I'm sure that's a huge stressor. And stress is not great on aging. But like. I feel like she looks old when I, when she was even in her 20s and 30s. And I don't know if that's my memory messing with that. Yeah. Um, but I also know, like, she spent a lot of time in the sun growing up. Like, she was yes. always in the sun without protective. Plus, she had, you know, kids. And who knows what other stressors her life brought her. Probably a million. Um, but we, at least, I think, have more knowledge and more products and more. Definitely that more help access us, to products. Mm-hmm, combat that. Do you ever watch an old movie um, and look at their hair? And, like, now we are able to obtain what only celebrities could obtain mm-hmm. for their hair back in the day. So, like, there's, like, it's kind of like there's no excuse for certain <laughs> things. Like For the ugly? <laughs> Not the ugly. <laughs> there's a difference between, and I don't find very many people ugly. So it'd be, like, unkempt. In yes. Sense. Yeah. Yes. Just like a hot mess, girl. Come on. <laughs> But here I am. <laughs> I don't either. Was like any any makeup on or anything? Yeah, I wake up in the morning and I look like Grandpa Rick from. But I think morning. you need. I absolutely am a firm believer that you need days with no, with nothing to appreciate how you look with stuff on. I, I feel like it's such a, a mood booster. Like the days that I mm-hmm. actually get ready, I'm like, oh, this is how I could look. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, when I go out on a Friday night, my friends all laugh at me. They call me high maintenance. First of all, but all, they're like. I'm like, oh, I'm feeling myself. They're like, girl, you're always feeling yourself. And I'm like, because you only see me when I put myself together. Like, that's the only reason. But I'm trying, now that I'm 28, I'm trying to, like, get dressed more for things that I wouldn't. And not even oh, dress, but just, like, you. put on jeans instead of wearing sweatpants. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I don't know. You're trying on... to be a real doll? Yeah, I'm trying yeah, to be a real doll. I struggle with that every night. Hey. It's hard for me because, like, walking dogs, I'm sweating up on my yeah. shit. And I'm like, I don't want to wear something nice. But, like, I'm stopping. Well, I'm, you need to be comfortable, too. Like, yeah. Like, you can't. Yeah. Shoes are off the table. Like, I wear shit shoes. But I also carry, like, rain boots now. Like, I'm trying to be a little bit more. Um, but, like, I'm, instead of wearing, like, the high school soccer t-shirt that I've mm-hmm. had for 10, 12 but, like, years. like, a hole in the armpit. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm loaded up. laughs> But that's also adult of you, so good job. Thank you. I'm working on it. Um, now I know where to send all my um, Truman tennis t-shirts. Do it. I'll make you a quilt. 
Well, I, no, I'm wait, I still want to wear them. Oh, okay. I'm still wearing them. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not wearing them like out like that. Oh no, 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 I'm not only. like no, I'm not like no. venturing out in the world. No, but I would, and like no more. Like I have plenty of T-shirts that mm-hmm. I can shit up and throw out. I have so many clothes, like. So I, and does that, does that also, that's also a stressor of mine. I'm like, how have I, a, not that I watch the whole, like, what is it, Marie Kondo. Like, I refuse to mm-hmm. watch that because I know I would feel terrible about myself. Same. So I'm like, because I very much avoid things that I know will make me feel awful, which isn't yes. a great practice, but it's worse so far. Um, and <laughs> yeah, like I feel okay about myself right now. I don't hate um, myself and I don't want to. But so. I would, I like, the worst was that, um. I don't like to wear, talk, bringing us back all the way back to the bra incident of you not wearing a bra with your flower tank top. I, um, I don't like wearing bras, but I also have big enough boobs that, that that's not an option. Like, if I don't wear a bra, it's terrifying for the public. So, I, um, what I, but what I've done. You probably like it, honestly. Well, some, but then the other people will be like, what is she doing? What a slut. <laughs> yeah. Um, I found out that I really pretty much can only, because I, I also don't like to wear, like, which is so crazy because in college I was all about the push-up bra. I'm like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Now I hate, like, actual real bras. I find them super uncomfortable. So, like, I usually wear, like, bralettes or sports bras or whatever. But I went through my drawer of all these bras. And especially because the process of finding a bra that actually fits is really extremely difficult, and I don't understand why. But um, I had, like, I had to have, have like, measured? 20... Not, like, no, probably should probably, like, buy someone who actually knows what they're doing. Yeah. But, um, I probably have, like, 20 bras that I've worn, like, once. And I was like, I have all of these bras, and they're all, like, pretty decent bras. And I'm like, I've acquired so much. It's, like, it's kind of sad. Luckily, there's a site, like, you can donate them, and you can mail them to somewhere. Like, the shelters or whatever for domestic abuse? Oh, I didn't even look into that. This was just, like, a... This was, I have them all bagged up. I just have to take them to the post office, which also seems to be, like, such a problem for me to get there. <laughs> um, but I have them all. But there was just a site that sent, I don't know. Yeah. You just mail it to them, and they wash them, and then. That's cool. Yeah. But because I've, yeah, because I've acquired, like, clothing, I've done very, this year I've only bought, like, two new articles of clothing. I've been trying to be on top of that. Yeah. I've, I'm, like, I can't buy shit right now unless it's necessary to replace something. But I have a pretty complete wardrobe for the most part we'll see when I start my internship like what attire is going to be like for me mm-hmm. to determine like if I need more dress clothes Wait, so what are you doing I don't even I'm going to be doing like events publication so I'll do they have a bi-yearly magazine so I'll do a lot of the articles for that and then um so you're gonna like mail me a copy oh yeah fuck yeah <laughs> I don't know if they'll put my name on these things exactly but it'll be a nice print hard copy and then everything will be on the web for me to be mm-hmm. able to link it to for my website so it'll be good portfolio work for that um they can send me out on events to do like Instagram That'd stories and stuff and I can do like drafts of posts for stuff I don't know I, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they do like a million events probably so that yeah be fun. and it's all over Bucks County which is cool because I do the dog thing anyway mm-hmm. so it might be convenient to like right bada bing bada boom yeah but I am excited because it is in the creative field I'm gonna cut Cassandra cut all this <laughs> um like I'm interested in the creative field like Stephen Chinaman today was like uh sent me a job posting for a managing editor for a Philly paper mm-hmm. and it was mostly web-based I'm, I'm like, thank you, but I don't want to do news. Like, mm-hmm. I, And I really don't want to fall into that because I know that I don't want to do it. And, yeah, it would be a good job. And, yeah, I would like it at first. But, like, ultimately, 
I want to be in entertainment. In right. Do you feel like facet. news would be just like boring or like stressful? Both. Not so much boring. Stressful. And I am not my, like, I don't, I have a hard time with like, the last podcast I did with Sam Saddam was like so hard for me Why? to follow. I didn't listen to it's just like, he's very politically savvy mm. and like, I don't know if you listen to Stephen Chinnaman's. Yeah, I did. He is too. Like, right. he is very, very smart. But I think he was like approachable. I thought it was like pretty. He was able to put, he, he, well, we know each other so much better. So I think he was mm-hmm. able to like know what I knew and what I didn't know. Right. Whereas like, I think Sam assumed that I'm intelligent. So just like throwing out terms and things where I was just like, dude, I didn't pay attention in history. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck you're talking but, about. But do we not pay attention? Or are we not well taught? We were not well taught. That's because like, that was my biggest, like, like I said, like I'm pretty passionate about multicultural education and, 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 and it's coming from like a white perspective. And that's why I really appreciate Chelsea Handler's last um, did you watch her documentary? No, I need to get White on privilege. all of her shit. Like, I, that, well, I tried to read, I tried to listen to her new book, and I wasn't really about it. But like, I just couldn't get into it. But I did watch that White Privilege because it was coming at such an appropriate time mm-hmm. um, with my class. But um, and I know I talked to you about this before, but just like we were very much separated. I, I don't think our school, our school being somewhat diverse, not that it was, you know, it was still majority majority of us were white, mm-hmm. uh, middle class people, but. Um, we were separated, but then we were also not, not really taught anything. And I feel like what a disadvantage for all those, for all the people that do come from different cultures having to form into the majority, which is our culture as a whole anyways. Like that's what our nation is doing. Um, but I was like, what a disadvantage because we have all those people that were, I feel like were slighted. Like they were taught that they were less than yeah I think that's terrible and we and like what a disadvantage to us that we could have learned so much more from all these other people and and we weren't yeah and and granted I, that's part of the system but like it's just because like my biggest thing is like we were living in Levittown like what an awesome opportunity to talk about why we have such highly populated areas of black people right and why no, and, and there hasn't, like, no white people are living there. Like, why is that? Right. And, like, what, I mean, granted, I'm not an expert either, so I don't want, but, like, what a great opportunity to teach how prejudice and racism has really right. hurt Especially a location. Town. Yeah, like, They well, didn't teach us that at all, but it's controversial. It'll start problems, which is the fucking propaganda bullshit yeah, that which is so, cause I, I think that divided would, all along. Right, and that would have helped us immensely to understand, like, because I, like, I feel even some shame sometimes when I think about some of my thoughts in high school. I'm like, right. like what an idiot. And also, like, they were terrible thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah. it is, and, 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 and like, because I, Zach and I talk about this because he grew up in such a different area than me. So he has so much implicit bias. Like, I, I don't think he even would recognize it. Like, because I don't think I recognized it until I started, like, reading more. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Like, we talk about this all the time. I'm like, he's like, no, you're being safe. And I was like, no, like, it's a lot of my, it's my own prejudice. And granted, like, I don't think I adopted this on my own. Like, I think it, society puts this on you. My family put it on me. My culture, like, all these things. But, like, no, it is a prejudice. And, mm-hmm. and, and it can lead to racism. And it's not being safe. I'd, it's just something that I'm personally working on. And so, like, I don't want to sound, like, preachy. But, like... That's just, like, it's something that I'm very interested in and working on in myself because I just feel like, especially being in the position that I'm in, um, if you, like, 
when you're dealing with discipline, are you disciplining fairly or are you disciplining based on your implicit bias? Bias, yeah. And because unfortunately a lot of your boys and then boys of color are disciplined the most and I think they need to be, I don't know. And that's, and I think that's why we're in where, where we're at. Like, yeah. So I just try, that's like, just like my interest, but it comes off probably. No, I'm very interested in racial relations. It's it's a strange time to be alive for sure. Mm-hmm. So, do you watch? Do you like Michelle Wolf? She's a comedian with red hair. She has this really oh, weird no, voice. She's her. awesome. Um, she did her most recent stand-up special on Netflix. It's very funny. It's very. I didn't agree with all of it necessarily. I mean, I think in my heart of hearts I do, but how she puts things are not PC. So right. I'm like, kind of like, oh, that kind of hurts to hear, but it's funny. Um, like only you can get away with that, mm-hmm. bitch. Good job. But she talked about, you know, we want equality, like male female equality but like some things she's a feminist but she's Mm -hmm. like some things we genuinely aren't built for oh right physically Mm -hmm. aren't built for so i don't know what you feminists are out here screaming for hating all men Mm -hmm. because like how how are you gonna like handle shit that like physically you're incapable of handling when there's some stuff physically i just literally don't want to do right like i don't want that equality yeah yeah i don't I don't want to do. That I mean, was not basically that I, what she not said. Not that I, do, I don't want other people if they want that to have it, have at it. But there's some stuff that like I literally well, you think have about no like desire. the draft and stuff. Yeah, like there's some stuff I just really don't want to do. But there's a physical difference. So like there there is an innate fear of anyone that is bigger than mm-hmm. you, stronger than you, that can overpower you. So I think that's part of it. I don't think it's necessarily a bias, but then you have history of women. Mm-hmm. Kidnapped, raped, being right. trusting, thinking that people are going to be helpful. So I don't know that that's necessarily like, um, you know. But that's but that I do like the comment about like accepting this idea that as women, physically, we're, there's going to be stuff we can't. Just like men, physically, there's stuff they can't do either. Yeah. Like, and, but I do because like that, that's the one conversation Zach and I always have fun talking about because he's like. Like, if, if we go and play football, he's like, your men are going to be better at it. Like, they are going to be better. Um, because just genetically well, and then, physically. Well, then, oh, we need to take a break because I have to pee. But I have a question for you after mm-hmm. that. All right, we're back. And I forgot my question. So I'm coming up with a new one. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, um, one thing that I think about with, like, well, there's so many things I think about with gender because it's just weird. But, um... What what about, like, the, like, the draft? Like, what the fuck? So women should never be drafted, right? Like, because that is such a fear for uh-huh. me. I don't want to speak for everyone because it's probably just me um, being somewhat narcissistic. But, like, you, you do stuff that's beneficial to you usually or that's – so, like, yeah, I don't want women to, to go to the draft because I don't want to go. Right. Not because I don't want anybody else, but, like, personally, like, to me, again, back to my fear of time, like – that and yeah. sending me out to somewhere where I'm I'm not like first of all I'm not athletic like I'm not getting anywhere like I'm gonna be the first to go I remember my question good job <laughs> you used the right words I'm screaming sorry oh, are you saying like I wouldn't be good at football because it's coming from my own and <laughs> yeah yeah so you want to be the star quarter um so what do you how how do you feel about because I go back and forth with this all the time and I haven't quite put my finger on what the solution is but transgender high school or even mm-hmm. beyond athletes like how do we yeah so interesting cross do we make uh, you know men transitioning to so 
Ooh, and this trans is where like female individuals compete with men, or is that wrong? Because they're most likely, to, if you're transitioning to that point and you're taking certain supplements, whatever the right term is, right. I'm not really educated on the subject matter, but whatever. If you're taking testosterone, doesn't that put you above? The level of a female and vice versa. <gasps> Estrogen would make you lo- lesser than a man. So, like, should you be able to compete? But your body itself is right. still. Yeah. And, that, and, and again, this is not my area of expertise. Yeah, we so, like, have, I have no, no idea. idea. But, um, but I, it is tricky, too, because, like, as. So, if you're an athlete transitioning, so a female to a. To a like, if you're transitioning into a man, what do you want to do? Like, do you, I think they would want to compete with the men, men right? right. So in that sense, but I but then like it's just so tricky too because like especially if we're going college level, um, professional level, like there are rules about supplements you can. So I wonder if that right. would interfere, like, because but are you still going to be at a disadvantage? Because I de- like I would think if you're transitioning, especially after you've hit pr- puberty and you're you know transitioning as like an eighteen year old, you're going to be pet- more petite anyways. Being depend yeah, like if, you if were, you're transitioning into yeah, a man, I don't know male trans person. Um, so to my bottom conclusion that I've come to with this is that we put too much of an emphasis on sports. sports. Yeah. That's my bottom line. Like, uh-huh. but it is a problem in the society that we exist in because there, I have a lot of Facebook friends that have been very vocal about this. And to me, it's, um, it's hateful, but I'm not in that environment. So mm-hmm. like, what do you mean? Like people that are talking about it, how so like they're, like people, want I've seen to- people post videos about it. it. So there were female trans people competing with the women's mm-hmm. team, and oh, that I it's see. just not fair because they were born right, right, right. with certain advantages. What it can call advantages? Yes, but yes, I remember. Are- this was like, a, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. It if wasn't really hateful have- in the way that they put it, but it was just like a think piece, like a video of like think about it. And I'm sure mm-hmm. it was done by like. I don't know, some Christian or Christian based organization that like posted this or whatever, which is fine. Believe what you want to believe, but like the world is rapidly changing Mm -hmm. as we know it. So you're going to have to accept people or fucking, you know, be a dick. Um, But I just don't, I don't know if it just all seems like, and that's the one thing with the Michelle Wolf special where like, she talked about men, she talked about women, she talked about gays, but, like, why are we not getting into this, mm-hmm. you know, gender wiggly area? That... Especially because it is really, I mean, I know it's, like, a hot topic, so it comes up all the time, but but your kids, like, kids are thinking about it. So I think, like, the, this new generation is going to be so different because yeah. because it is a constant thought, and they're, and they're trying, at least from my perspective of what I'm seeing, is they're trying to figure it out. Which I think is is healthy. Like I think I, do. Yeah. I think you need to try to because like for us like the there was nothing else. No. Um, no. Because even option. because even being gay was was shameful in a sense. Yeah. But, well, especially how we grew up. Right. Um. But even in our school, like people were not super welcoming of that. Like we weren't. They weren't even welcoming of like mixed relationships. Even. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. So like, it. I think it's healthy that kids are thinking about that kind of stuff. But it's hard for me to like totally formulate an opinion because I just feel like I, I know so little and I haven't really read up and it's just yeah. such a a different feeling 
that I'm feeling. And also, I'm, I'm just not interested in sports. So, like, to me, I'm like, who cares? Right. Like, I don't, Same. but I don't, I don't But so that. much of the country does. And that's where mm-hmm. I was like, who gives a fuck? When, especially the people that are giving a fuck have nothing to do with that realm at all. Mm-hmm. They are not teaching. They are not, mm-hmm. like, coaching. Right. They are not in LGBTQ community. So, like, mind your own fucking business. Well, it would and mess I think up that's with what their tri- Sunday entertainment. Yeah, right. I, yeah, I just think it's an interesting thing, and I try to ponder it, because I'm like, I, I like to have a firm opinion right. on things that matter, like, especially social rights stuff, so, like, I, I don't know. I just think it's interesting. Well, and I also think, too, what, like, we're, I mean, neither of us have children, but if that's something that, like, our future, I think that's, yeah. it's important to know that, too, because, like, you have no idea what your child will or will not be doing. Like, I don't, I think it's also important to know how you feel... Right. If you're going to bring a human into this world that could experience any of these things. Right. Um, Are we going to get into, like, a realm where, like, we have trans men leagues and trans female leagues? Like, will we get to that point? But would that even be, then would that be equal? I don't know. Well, if you're trans men, then they all transitioned from female, so I right, guess Right, but then are be... they not competing with other just Yeah, men? no, it's like segregate. I don't know. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I, I always know. thought it was weird that, you know, we could have guys on the volleyball team mm-hmm. if there weren't, like, a guy league in your yeah, school. Yeah, same with field hockey. Yeah, so. And you can, but that, and that's where it gets frustrating, though, is because you can have a girl on a football team. Yeah. But she gets to be the kicker. Yeah. And it and it still exists. Like it's so mm-hmm. like there's still young girls that want to play on the football team and they and all the guys are like I feel like they gang up on her and like it's Remember so like female her. wrestlers and it was like either you get beat by a girl mm-hmm. or you're letting her, you know, mm-hmm. you let her win. I remember somebody forfeited a match cuz they were like I just don't I don't I don't feel comfortable wrestling. Or like was there. he being like the, like such a chivalrous man cuz he was like I don't want to, you know, hurt a girl. I don't know. Oh. To me, it's all fucking bullshit. I don't... <laughs> but then, I don't want to do- join the draft. So. Yeah, I don't either, right? Yeah, then we're back to the... Yeah. Well, and I feel like... too old anyway. That's true. Yeah, we'd be worthless. I think we're past <laughs> We would be worthless beside her age. Yeah, when I was 18, I would I would have been but way worse. ponytail hunter? I would have been way worse as an 18-year-old yeah. than I would be probably now, but still. And I was... I think I was actually in worse shape as an 18-year-old than I probably yeah. am now. Oh, my God. So, and my priorities were a disaster. Like, do you oh, ever... Yeah. I, I do... So, I'm not excited about, like, time going faster and getting older, but I'm also so excited that I, like, know something now. Because back then, I was like, well, you think you know everything, but yeah. you know absolutely nothing. I don't know that I know much more. I mean, I do... See... I mean, in regards to myself. Like, I know myself. That's exactly what I was going to say. And even in college, I didn't even... Oh, no. It was bad. But do you just also think in college, like, because you're you're allowed to, I think, that your priorities are just so different. Because you're you're so... You're surrounded... Like, you are surrounded by... Like, whose idea was it to put, like, a whole bunch of, like, 20-year-olds together in one setting and be like, this is going to... This is going to go well. Like... I don't know if you said that to me before or if that's a oh, meme. Yeah, I don't like, know. That is so... That is the realest thing ever. Like, here you go. Here's mm-hmm. a kitchen with a fucking stove that you need to remember to turn off. Right. Nobody is there to check on you. Like, mm-hmm. here's a house key. Don't fucking lose it. I mean, not that we... I think we weren't, like, spoiled in that way. I think we were, like, we had jobs. We had parents that taught us how to live. I think, like, 
we were pretty independent. Right. But here's an idea, you're 21, go to the Mm -hmm. bar. Like, that's a big But not even, like, not even, like, but here you are, like, a whole bunch of 18-year-olds, here's some alcohol, good luck. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't, but, I mean, I'm, I'm so appreciative for it. Like, I think... We're very privileged to be able to experience that. Yeah, too. and when I and I also just am so thankful that, like I, I don't know that I experienced the things that I experienced, and I think for the most part in a in a safe environment. Like for the most part, I felt yeah safe, which is a privilege. Yeah, but um, but I think that's I mean I think that's why I can function today. Yeah, no, I agree, and I always point out the differences between like Cody and Curtis and I, and like. Cody and I, Cody's, like, a little bit, he's not a slob, he's just, like, he doesn't care about, and that might be part of, like, his gender role in life. When I always wonder, because I, I, did we talk about this before, about, like, because, like, you know how there's, like, those stereotypical comments, like, because I get it at work a lot, because a lot of my colleagues are married, and they're always like, how's married life? <laughs> and, um, well, I don't know, it's about the same, it's the same not, as well. as not being married, um, <laughs> except now he has health insurance, I don't know, um, but. Yeah, you might be first no deb was my second married guest i don't really feel like i'm married but i mean not that like i'm not in a committed relationship but like i just doesn't really it didn't it's not a defining role like i was never like i want to be a wife yeah um and i don't even like that term so much but oh and that's not like i was like when are you changing your last name i'm like i don't know it's a lot of a lot of work yeah um it seems like i'm not that motivated but um anyways I feel like it's it's annoying. I don't and I don't know if it's like just me trying to combat stereotypes because again this is something I'm interested in. But like everyone's like, oh yeah, it's just like living with a man about this idea of like men not cleaning up and like men. But is it because moms have done that and made created that? One hundred percent. Or is it yeah like right like but it's just like have a, you ever slept over Dennis Claire Hot's house? He is a psychopath with that everything. is true. He is very clean. He cleans. He cooks. He does. Mm-hmm everything like I love my dad to death like not that my mom doesn't clean or cook but like my dad is meticulous and like simple like he doesn't like he never let us hang shit on the walls like very Mm -hmm. very orderly now part of that I think is like a controlling thing when did he have to as a child was that like something he had to do I mean well so he was the youngest of nine so he did a lot of like fending for himself type stuff Mm -hmm. Um, he never had a bedroom growing up. Like, he oh, shared wow. a bedroom, and then as he got older, he slept on the couch. Um, I think when they were kids, they had, like, bunk beds with, right, like, right. all of them in there. But, it wasn't but once his. he got to, like, puberty age and stuff, like, yeah, he never had his own, like, bed. So I think a lot of it is motivated by, like, wanting to have. Um, but as far as, like, responsibilities and duties like that, I mean, I'm sure they had to clean up and stuff, but my mom mom never worked. So I think that, like, you know, a lot of it came from the restaurant industry mm. and being very yeah. clean and sterile. Um, but, yeah, no, there's no... And my brother, he's definitely not... He's clean. Like, mm-hmm. he's just, like... Um, so, here's a horoscope thing for you. Riley and Cody are both Pisces, and I see a lot of similarities in the way they live. Like, they know what's going on. They're mm-hmm. very organized to a level, but then there's, like, a level of, like... I don't. And like, everything's lost. Yeah. Or like, yeah. Oh my no. God. He's like, have you seen my microphone? I'm like, no. I don't. Why? Uh-huh. But is he like, that's the one thing that I, I so am envious of Briley. And like, when she does it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I could never live that way. But I wish I did. Like, she, I've never met someone who's lost more stuff in their life <laughs> and been like, meh. Yeah. Like, 
So you not don't a big deal. Get angry. Oh, so because if I lose something, like I can't do anything until I find it. Same. And it's like devastating. It is on your yes. Uh-huh. So I was dog sitting over Thanksgiving. I lost a ring. I didn't lose it. The fucking cat knocked it off the table, and I was fucking furious because I got the ring in LA, and it wasn't worth any money. Like it was probably like stainless steel, but mm-hmm. I'm like that's the me- like that is my yes. LA memory. Mm-hmm. Um. And I knew the cat knocked it off the table because I woke up and all my jewelry except for this one ring was in a pile on the floor. And I'm like, that bitch took my they, Cats ring. are just like, just they're bitches. Order. They're so, they're, yes. Oh, so mad. And I lost a plug because um, they fall out all the time. And I lost uh, my cell phone, but I found it quickly. Like, I just kept misplacing things. And I was between three dog houses. So it was mm. like, which house? Oh, I lost a vape. I was like, where the fuck is my vape? I just kept losing every fucking thing. And it was my favorite pair of plugs. I was so pissed off. I'm like, go home and I make the bed and I find the plug. And like, <laughs> I, fa- I found my vape. Like, I found everything except for the ring. And I texted the girl and I'm the person I was dog sitting for. And I was like, listen, please let me find it. Like, it's not worth any mm-hmm. money. Like, not that Did she would keep it? it. But, yeah, the cat was playing with it, like, <laughs> two weeks later. And she so was like, guess what? They, they found, found the ring. <laughs> I was like, that bitch. I looked all over their apartment. She was, like, wearing it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Probably had it on collar. Like, check this out, boys. Like, oh, it's so pissed. But, yeah, I'm the same way. And I was, like, having a conniption. I actually uh-huh. called Amy and cried. And I was like, I'm just losing everything. And I'm like, it's nothing even worth any money. But, like, if anything is not in its mm-hmm. place, I'm, like, neurotic. And I think that's what led to me, like, smoking so much pot. Because it gave me the ability to just be like, fuck it, like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, this shit happens, fuck it, like, now I'm like, oh my god, like, I need to find the stupid thing that doesn't even matter right now, mm-hmm. like, I'm not gonna use it, or, like, if I, before I came here, I had a knot in my thin chain necklace, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't the TV, I'm like, I gotta get this thing out, and I got one of the knots out, and I was like, you have to put it down, you have to go to bed, just leave it there until the morning, like, no, but you can, I can't, like, I'm, I definitely much better. Than I used to be, but like, like there's certain things that like I have to do because I won't be able to sleep. With yeah, it. and I and I'm especially that with like lose with like lost items. And but. I wonder if that's like a um if we have and I don't want to like self uh, diagnose mm-hmm. ever. Um, although I have with like depression and anxiety, <laughs> but like those things I know I don't want to but I'm doing yeah but like I don't like to Hannah and I have talked about it like I don't like to use the term bipolar if you're being like hot and cold Mm because that is not bipolar but I read into OCD um out of pure interest Mm -hmm. like not trying to diagnose myself um for somebody else I think I was like I wonder if they have and one of the things is just like it's not like always flicking a light switch it's like obsessive thoughts on things and Mm -hmm. like becoming like overwhelmed by those things I wonder if it's, like, a trait of that, right. like, if I, if we maybe, like, emulate some sort of those patterns, because it's, like, that thing where you'll be, like, you know, taking a piss, and you're, like, remember that thing you did in the eighth grade? <laughs> <laughs> no, and do you ever get, ha- so, do you ever get haunted by those things? Like, I think, mm-hmm. like, because my other thing I think brings me anxiety, and it's, I'm, like, ashamed to say it, because I, it's, like, the one thing I dislike most about myself is that I don't have lots of friends. Like, I don't. And I never have. Like, my life has been, like, have my three close friends. Mm-hmm. And that's all I need. And I and that's not my problem. I like that. But I think it's given me this idea that, like, since I'm not in a lot of social, because I hang out with the same people, um, I'm not in a lot of social settings where it's a lot of people. That's not really, I don't, 
I don't like that a lot. I don't know if I don't think I have social anxiety. I just don't think I get attention. And I think that's my problem. Like you don't like that you don't do that or you don't like being in I don't like being because okay. I and I think and it's not that I'm like anxious being there like I don't mind talking to people but I don't think I'm like overly outgoing and and then I have no attention and, and selfishly I like to have attention I like to have conversations mm-hmm. so I don't that, so I'm not that's not the problem but then when I'm in those situations because I'm in them I feel like fairly often for various reasons um I leave there with like so much I don't know if it's anxiety. I, I wouldn't say it's anxiety, but, like, so much stress of, like, then I'm replaying every single conversation and nitpicking every single conversation, and I'm leaving there going, everyone hated me. And, like, no one, like, and, and it's and it's a worse, not maybe not hated, but I start to regret every single thing I said. I'm like, oh, I probably sound like such an idiot there. Like, I probably made that person mad there. or probably, And it's, like, all this pent-up thoughts about what other people thought of me, which really don't matter whatsoever no. and not on earth like there's no person leaving thinking about me right. right like I'm not that important but I'm narcissistic I guess and I'm thinking that they're thinking about me and I have all this anxiety but it's like this idea and so with my past like I have those moments where I think something up and I'm like oh, I'm so ashamed of that and it was like so insignificant and probably no one else is thinking of it yeah but then you is it perseverate on it and I'm like nitpicking and I'm like why is this bring me so much stress it happened in eighth grade yeah. like yeah uh-huh and I don't know if that's part of but I had those moments all the time and I'm like oh my gosh get over like I oh. have had those moments but you know what I always associated them with depression mm-hmm. so like when I would hang out around with people that I did not know in a big setting like a large mm-hmm. group of people um but also like uh sort of complex that I've <laughs> a couple years ago finally got over but I really used to think that I was the smartest motherfucker like mm-hmm. and not like not like until I used to get so offended when people would be like oh he's so smart I'm like nobody ever says that about me but I'm fucking brilliant <laughs> yeah. I never understood uh-huh. it and then I realized like I'm not that smart I think I'm emotionally intuitive. I also hate the word smart, and I've said this before. I don't know if I've ever said it on the podcast, but it's, like, one of the things that I've recently come to terms with is, like, there are different levels of mm-hmm. intelligence and different, not levels, like, smart or dumb, whatever, but different strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. that people have. And I can be pretty well-spoken when I want to be, and I can be charismatic and, like, um, socially you know, pick up on things. Um, as I've gotten older, obviously, as a kid, I was a fucking nut job. But um, put fucking equations in front of me and I can't do it. But you can take somebody that's so fucking smart when it comes to math or problem solving or like whatever. Academically smart Acad- is not the same as... Yes, yeah. But I thought, like, I did well in school. I'm good on this level. Like, I'm the <laughs> smartest person here. So I think I had a complex to do with, like, these people are stupid. These conversations are vapid. Like, but that's where I think the depression part came in was like, you know, nothing ever like was satisfactory to Mm me. Well, and can I like from an outside perspective of like, because it like I feel like and and I have no idea what you're going through. So I don't want to seem like I'm being unsympathetic. No, but that it was like when we would go out, I would have this like, I'm like, I know she's not going to I know she's not going to have fun because she hates all these people like because they're not, you know. And everybody. Right. And so it was like, but it was always like this kind of thing that I'm like, oh, like I wanted you to be there, but I'm also like, oh, she's, uh, she's going to be miserable. Why is she coming? You know know. what I mean? I mean, but I, I mean, I was thankful, like honestly, 
if you weren't there, it wouldn't have been as, like, it wouldn't have been as much fun. Like, we had, like, <laughs> to the fuckery. Well, but, like, we really, like, we really, because, like, I think the thing, and, I, like, I was thankful because I know you were going to be there. Because you can't count on everybody. Yeah. And I just knew, like, and, and a lot of times you would probably be there, like, and then being like, well, that was stupid. Like, you know what I mean? But, like, I was such a, but I, I think it really it was, was necessary. depression because I've, I've grown, and that is one area that, like, not to pat myself on the back, but I'm so proud of myself to be able to, like, go into a situation where I know no one and not be a dick and have fun. But, like, feel comfortable? Yes. See, and that's where, like, I and that was want to be, like, I, I so want to be, yeah, I want to be comfortable because, like, and I, but I solely, I need to just work on myself because I think it's just narcissistic. Like, I want people to like me. And if I don't get an absolutely reaffirming sign, mm-hmm. then they hate me. Yeah. And I need them to like me. And I don't know why I need them to like me. And I don't even... And I, I go back and forth, so I think of it all the time, because I leave places, and I'm like, Bethany, you need to stop doing this. It does not matter. Do yeah. not think about that, because they're not thinking about you. You're the only one thinking about you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all, the, all the time. Um, and But I also want to... And then I go back, and I don't want to put blame, because I think I just really need to work on myself. But, um, but I'm also like, I was, I'm so triggered by this idea that I'm a snob because, <laughs> because of fifth grade, Miss Bradowski and my mom, like being like co-conspirators to break my, you know, self-esteem. Not that that was my mom's intention, but like it, like, but that stuck with me so much that I'm like, oh, like, like no one's going to like me because they think I'm being, you know, cause I'm not super outgoing. So if I'm not outgoing, then I'm snobby. And I had that, I had that too, though, during that time period, mm -hmm. because I remember being at Annie Ann's and being told that I thought I was better. But this goes back to the Jamie Sheets episode that we did. Um, Like, do you think we had that? So you're a better person to talk to than her because we had so much more in common in those days. But like, one, gifted program. Mm -hmm. Two, church. Like, do you think that we had like inflated egos because we were so like prom and we did sports we did honor society we I were- did not do sports no. you well, did well tennis, tennis. <laughs> those were probably unathletic folk that were trying <laughs> but like we were known like we were no- every time I, I bring up your name and um which is kind of frequently I think because we had so we much had, so much of our history is entwined yes um like people would be like you know, I know the name. Or, like, other than, like, you know, Laura and Michelle. Like, people that, distant people would be like, that that sounds so familiar. I definitely have heard of her. So, like, we definitely weren't, there weren't popular kids at Truman, I wouldn't say. But, like, we definitely were well-known because we were involved in so many things. So, do you think it comes, I think a lot of it comes from that. And that's so. Our parents were kind of held very high standards. Like, there were certain kids that you would want to hang out with and they'd be like, yeah, you can't. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, and I also think I don't see. I don't think mine was stemming from because when I listened to the episode with you and Bri, like, and you guys were talking a lot about youth group, like, I just from my own memory that was not my experience. Like, because I wasn't fully invested. I mm. I feel like I was there for the social aspect of it all. Yeah. And that was it. Like I like I know like I feel like I bought into the stuff, but not hardcore. Like I was not going to school with my Bible. I was like that would be social suicide. Like yeah. I'm not doing that. Like I'm not. I'm not talking to people about going to church unless it was you yeah. or Kirsten. Like, I, that was just not – I that was not where I was, like, feeling like that was my space to shine. Like, that was not my thing. And then also with Gifted, like, I'm the only one in my family that didn't have a GIP. I was, like, a mm. fraud in the Gifted program. Like, they just <laughs> – I didn't talk about it a lot, but I didn't, have a, that yeah, I didn't have a GIP. Like, I just somehow made it in from, like, familial – 
um, association. Like so, nepotism. So I think, but that's also like I think was my big thing too. Is like I felt this always like I'm not actually supposed to be here because I'm not actually that smart. So I just need to like. I need to prove to people that I am and make them like me so I belong here. Because um, I wasn't, like, I didn't have a, D- a DIP, so I don't think that, I think yeah. maybe my better than attitude was coming from maybe something I built in my household because, like, my family, I, I just don't, I don't feel like I was like them. I probably am in ways, and I'm probably like, trying to hide ways that I'm not, that I am like them, but I don't want to be like them. But, like, I just didn't feel the same. Like, they're all, like, sitting there reading. I'm like... Reading's not cool, guys. I mean, and now here I am. It is cool, but <laughs> yeah. it's actually like the, one of your best saving graces. But um, they're all like big fans of all these things. I was like, that's also not cool. And like, I don't yeah. want to be here. And I spent most of my time out of my like trying to escape that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's where I developed is as like I was with other families and I'm like this is better, so I'm better. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know sure if that's what it was stemming from, or if it was like. My, my friends gave me enough self-esteem because yeah. I had, like, I had amazing friends and they always made me feel good. Like, so I don't know if that was it. Like, I didn't have friends that brought me down. If it helps you at all, I don't think you're a snob. Well, I don't, I don't feel like, I don't feel like I I think you've am. grown a huge, like, a huge amount in, like, caring. You obviously, we all care about what we look like to a right. degree, but I think you've definitely, like, I don't know grown up a lot in those regards right which hopefully we all do but some people never do so like well I think because I think there's a way like you said like I think there's a way to to like be like care how you look to in a healthy way like yeah. you need to and I think there's ways to do it also like you do it to build some self-esteem because I think you should be confident in who you are right but I think there's also like an obsessive mm-hmm. I know so, a lot of people that are a right. little bit oh right well, let's get to the culture stuff, because we got shit to do. We're in Maryland. We're yeah. out here partying. Um, yeah, to our Harry Potter brew fest. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to have fucking Harry Potter brew fest. And the tattoo and I have to get And I have a tattoo to, to get today. So. Yeah. Don't you have to make an appointment for this? I think at an expo, it's like, I think it's a, from my understanding from like, <laughs> from all the expos I've gone to, <laughs> um, which is none, um, I'm pretty sure you have like a lot of artists set up. And they're doing, and they have, like, lookbooks, and you can see their stuff, but I think they're doing, like, live tattoos, and I don't think you can make an appointment for an expo. I think you show up, and if they have, and you have to do it all, like, small. Like, right. they have to be done in, like, I think half an hour or less. But I could totally have just made that up, and I have no idea. Because I want to get another one. I want one. I just got one the other day. <laughs> well, I've been, well, I've been, like, there's a tattoo parlor um, in Williamsport that does, like, walk-in Saturdays. And I was like, oh, I'm going. Yeah. And I've been saying I was going for, like, the past four Saturdays, but I haven't been around to do that. Like, I had Saturday school and I this and so. I want to talk to you more about this, but we got to. Okay. So, are you watching anything? Are you listening to anything? Reading anything? Um, I am, well, I'm always reading the latest YA book. Yeah. But I do actually, I do have a recommendation if you're into that cultural stuff. Um. It's been out for a long time, but I just picked it up because I went to, like, the NCTE, which is, like, the National Council of Teachers of English, which mm-hmm. makes it sound super nerdy. But I did – I went to that, and they had just so much stuff. And all the stuff that's really cool about the way this convention is making it look like English teaching is going is really putting out books that focus on social awareness and social issues. And good. So, anyways, the latest book I read that was really good um, was Dear Martin. I don't think I loved the way it was written, but the topics were really cool, so I liked that. Um I'm listening to an audiobook, but I'm not lo- loving it, so I don't want to talk about it Don't yet. plug it, then. Yeah, because I don't... Well, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. 
Um, but I did just finish watching last night the second season of You. Have you watched it? Uh, I know it's so like tra- uh, trending. Have you watched it? Is that like a background or like a? I'm so first of all that chick went to Pensbury, which is crazy. yeah. I found that out. Yeah, yeah. but she was in um, something else. Oh, I have no idea. I can't remember. She was in something else. Um, I did I talk about that on my last? No, I don't think I talked about that with Nicole. I might have talked about it. No, I, I think I skipped it. Yes. Okay, so do you watch it? Yes. Because I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Well, I well, I put it off because I was like, I really liked the first season mm-hmm. um, a lot, actually. And and I don't know if I like it so much because it's Penn Badgley and it brings me back to my Gossip Girl days. And I know. Like my, um, what was the other movie? John Tucker Must Die. Yeah. And I just loved him. So I don't know if that was part of it. And it really is a mental, like, a, like such a... A neat the way it's done is cool um but then when I started the second season I was like this is like the same thing yeah so I was so so I watched like four episodes and then I put it down because I was like this is like the same it's not that interesting but then the one day I had nothing to do so I picked up another episode and Zach started watching it with me which he didn't watch the first one and he, and he was like super intrigued which is hard to get him intrigued and stuff that like we don't usually have the same interest he likes documentaries and stuff but mm-hmm. not that he don't but anyways um then I watched like the last two episodes yesterday I called it, dude. I did, well, that's, I did I, too, yeah. The minute she approached it... Oh, sorry, guys. I don't Spoiler Yeah, alert. I was going to say, we're going to... All right, if, you, if you're listening to this, skip the next minute of this, okay? And you haven't watched you. Or if you don't care, then you don't care. <laughs> um, I called it. The minute she approached him in the supermarket, I was like, she's a fucking psychopath. You like, mean like in the very first episode? What do you mean? When he runs into her and he sees her and she like says something to him like about the peaches or whatever, like does it look like a butt? Oh, well, I don't, that's early. Yeah, I knew oh. I I didn't know that she was going to be like that. I didn't knew but I, didn't, I knew there was something wrong with her. Oh, see, I didn't call it until till Delilah, till they showed Delilah like in, you know. I see, I wasn't sure about that. So that when when cuz like because I knew he didn't. Like, I knew he didn't. Um, I kind of thought that... His whole trip, I was like, he didn't do it. Like, I know he didn't do right. it. Right. That would have been lame. Um, what's the other girl? Not I want to call her Stephanie. All love? Again. No, From not love. The other Beck? Girl. Delilah. Is her name Beck? The old one. First the season? Old, yeah. Beck, yeah. No, not the dead one. Isn't oh. that Beck? Oh, Candace. Candace. Yeah. I always want to call I her Stephanie. I don't like her, though, as an actress. Like, I don't feel like I like... Like, I don't know. Oh! Kind of impartial, but I thought she was gonna have been the one to kill Delilah. That's why. Well, well, I said first I said love, and then I was like, well, maybe it was Candace. When we found out that Forty went and visited, I was like, maybe it was yeah. Candace. But then, I, but I, but I was, yeah, I ended up calling it. But can can I ask you though? Do you think the lady and the next door neighbor is his mom? I totally think it's his mom. What a good thought. Zach doesn't think it is, but I think it's his mom. Because I don't think they would do a third season of another obsessed love. I don't know. Wow. Hmm. Because I thought maybe. That's brilliant. Because they do all this stuff in the first thing. You don't know what happens to his mom. Because he went. He goes off to I know. I kept thinking that he he killed her too. That's what I thought. Because it would make more sense with the killing women. Yeah. But but then back to like not spoiling anything. Why do you think this show is so relevant today? Um. Oh my God, you're such an English teacher. <laughs> well, because like, I just think because it's so popular and it's so popular and it's like we have the Me Too movement and then we have everyone obsessing over the show. Well, we have true crime that's yeah, so, very yeah, big right now. Um, so, I don't know. I think people like 
to guess what's happening. I think so. You think it's like purely psychological thrillers are always, you know, pretty highly rated, even if they're poorly done. Um, And an infatuation complex. I think that Mm -hmm. a lot of that is relatable in a lot of ways, especially through like social media, because that's his plays such a huge role in how they're perceived online and how they show their stuff online. But I also wonder, are they trying to do this in a way that's I don't know. Are they t- are they speaking to women to be like be more cautious of these people? Like, like because we I think from especially like if you think of like rom coms and stuff like we always want that. Like we want someone to be like totally you know infatuated with you and love you. And then you have this man who is that. But I mean, I want to think he's that dangerous. way. I, I don't, don't know. think it's that deep from their perspective. It could be. I would like. I don't to know because like the that. the author is a woman, and I'm wondering like which I don't know. I don't know how long ago it was actually written though. Like, I don't the book either. Series. Yeah, I don't know. But because I'm just curious of like because right now like because I don't know it's putting this it's giving that well now with the second season I guess it's not but I feel like it's putting like you're watching this and you like this man yeah like you do and I I mean it not just because like he's to some people like physically attractive but. Like, when he's talking to you as an audience member, like, you're like, yeah, like, you're making, like, this is logical. But it's not logical, and it's not, his behavior's totally wrong. Well, I think that that's a part of um, the show that's, like, uh, encapsulating, encapsulating, whatever the word is, um, like, mental illness. Mm -hmm. And I think that part of that is why I like that, but I also like it because that's how I write, in a way. Mm -hmm. Like, very, like, conscious thought. Stream of conscious. Yeah, stream of conscious. Like, Mm -hmm. you just, like... And it it, because he does read so much, it is, like, a Mm -hmm. poetic-type, prose-type. So I think that's why I like that aspect of it. But I don't like him. And I have never liked him. And I'm... I don't... Are you not... He's conventionally attractive, but I'm not, like, attracted to him. I don't find him to be charming Oh, you mean like that. But I mean, yeah. but as even as, like, a character. So, like, no, as a character, you don't, you don't like him. No. So, like, even when at the very end, and again, this might be sort of spoiling, so pass. Yeah. Um, But, like, even when he was in his box and he was going to get caught, you wanted him to get caught? Yes. Oh, see, I'm like, yes. oh, I don't think I do. Yeah, I did. And that's a problem. I did find it humanizing, and I appreciated him reflecting. Mm-hmm. Um. I really liked that he came clean with it, but it didn't make me like him. But I it was al- like, finally, right. you're fucking crazy. Right. <laughs> but I also think, too, what was so interesting, and I think this is a neat note, and I would like to, like, kind of think about it more, was the idea that, like, his, he like, he's done worse stuff than love, yet she's the crazy one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, oh, I can't be with you and this is like a purgatory to be with you yeah like and but so so he's fine but she's wrong well I think it's part of the part of it um at least what I took from it was like wanting what you can't have and that was his big thing was like always wanting this like he right liked the game of it and then that's why I've I found when he like spoiler when he looks through that the fence at the end mm-hmm. and I'm like of course, because he already got what he right. wanted, and now it's on to the next, like, it's some mm-hmm. sort of, like, lack of satisfaction kind of thing, which is probably me projecting, <laughs> but I don't know. No, it could be. I, that's Because that, when I said it was, like, it might be his mom, he was like, no, I don't think so. It's just his next infatuation. I think it probably is But, like, because that would make sense with the that. whole parenting. Yeah. Because he's going to be a parent. Yeah. And, mm. I don't know, though. I don't know. I, I could be, I'll be, I don't want to think that because I might be disappointed if it's not. 
Yeah, now um, you got me on this. Train. And now you have a whole year to wait anyway to so speculate. I blew but, through it so quick. So I watched. I was watching that, and I really haven't been watching that much because I've been trying to make a, a genuine effort to read more. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds a lot better than it's actually going though. So like, <laughs> I mean, it sounds really good when I say it, but I'm not actually that good of a person. But I've been trying to. But I'm also like I feel like as a world is so heavy, and everything is so negative and people's morale is just negative that I just watch like a lot of stuff that I know that makes me happy so like The Office uh, just in repeat yeah because um, I know that makes me happy or like The Mindy Project or I did watch Parks and Rocks for the first time though this summer Zach and I kind of binged that which was amazing. you never watched it never before. watched I bit wow. I gave it like attempts and just kind of get into it um, but once I started the second season, I'm like, this is amazing. I love it. So but I love a seat, Aziz Ansari. I really do. Yeah. Um, so. so Parks and Rec or The Office? Oh, The Office. Okay. 100%. Always. But like, Parks was good. Like, there, did, did you watch it? Yeah. Has it been a long time now? Um, yeah. I, like, got halfway through it, stopped, and returned to it. Yeah, I haven't watched so. the last season. I When it's, like, in the future, I don't really care about, care yeah. for that that much. But the episode where they go to the cabin and Leslie's, like, a better hunter than, um, what's his face? Ron. Best, yeah, best episode ever. She's like, I just like when, when you can go and do stuff and be better than them. <laughs> I mean, she words it way better, but I was like, this is such a great episode. Yeah, yeah it's but, been a while since I've seen oh. it. So, but yeah, so, but I tend to watch, or like trash TV, like reality TV, like I mm. really like devoured Glow Up, because it's that, right, isn't that what's called I Glow think Up? so. It's like a makeup competition show. Like, again, not anything significant. Yeah. I just, you don't, it's not, I know I'm walk, I'm going into a safe space, like, mm-hmm. I'm not watching anything that's going to make me sad, like, because I can't watch anything with animals anymore, um, that's always sad. Yeah. I can't watch, like, I don't even watch, like, um. Anything with anyone being sick, because that's going to make me... Like, I don't know. It's so weird. I think I go through phases, so I'm sure I'll come back Same, around. I do, yeah. But, like, right now, it's, like, anything that's, like, heavy, I'm, like, I'm not watching that. Yeah. But I also... And I don't know if you see this. Like, I feel like I'm... And I don't like it, but I have no stamina. Like, so if I know it's going to be, like, a long two-hour movie, I'm, like, I'm not going to be able to stay focused for this whole thing. Um, so, no... Christmas time, I was definitely, like, just watch short shows that have mm. no sort of, like, holiday baking championship, like, stupid. Right. Yeah, I watched awesome. But post-birthday, I had a very, I had a really good time, but it was very emotional. And then, so, so I got the Mac Miller tattoo. Mm-hmm. I was hammered. <laughs> so I was, like, up at three in the morning. Wait, so did you get that in Atlantic City? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Blaring fucking Mac Miller, crying, like, having this whole... And then two days later, I get home, and he releases this album from the grave, and I'm freaking the fuck out. Oh, I didn't even know that. See, yeah, know. the song is so good. Like, ugh, I've been, so who, every time I put it on, I cry. put it out? He has, um, I, I wish I knew his name. I'm a terrible fan, but um, one of his, like, main homie producer mm-hmm. dudes, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, but um, he, I guess he recorded a lot of the tracks, and then they were just, like, fine-tuning right. a lot of it, because he planned it to be, like... His last album was Swimming, and this one's Circles, so it was, like, Swimming in Circles. Mm. They're supposed to be, like, complimentary, I guess. Um, so, yeah, that's been emotionally, like, taking a toll on me. But So I did the horror thing, which I always do horror. Like, I'm always down for mm. a scary movie. And then I did the Christmas thing, and then, like, the not thinking about anything, which is Christmas movies, yeah. you know, like, yes. Lifetime oh, and Hallmark. Yeah, but I ate a lot of those up. Yeah. You, well, because you can do a million other things while you're doing it. Yes, yes, exactly. Um so I've been into drama. So like last week I talked about watching the movie Magnolia, which is fucking great. It's I'm pretty 99. sure 
Mr. Black showed us excerpts of that in English class in ninth grade. I'm pretty that sure. That would make sense. Um, he was awesome, by the way. I, shout out Mr. Black. Yeah, great English <laughs> teacher, I feel like. Yeah, he was. Um, so off of that train, I watched this. The, the point with that was that's a three-hour-long movie. And, and you made beca- it? Mm-hmm. Because of what's going on in the world, I've been taking my phone, like, throwing it across the mm-hmm. room for an hour, and I'll, like, check, no work to do, like, get away from me. Like, mm-hmm. I've been on social media a lot to, like, tweet and post and stuff, but, like, I scroll, normally I'd sit there for, like, ten minutes or whatever. This morning, actually, laying in bed was the longest I've been on social media in a long mm-hmm. time, because I can't fucking handle it. And, like, when I have friends text me these things, and I'm like, okay, that's enough, like, that right. I can't do and so, making sure you're aware, like, yeah. yeah, I think that's, but I think that's healthy, I think that's what, like, like, so I get on Google, my Google does this, I talked about this last week, too, and that'll, like, keep me updated with stuff, but other than that, I'm, like, I can't, it's, when I even found myself, and it was so, and I, like, caught myself, I'm, like, this is so stupid, because I do, like, I've, I've, um, limited my face, like, my, um, social media access, and I've only, li- and now I only, like, I will only ever use Instagram and Facebook, like, I don't do anything else, mm-hmm. um, but I, and I'm not a big poster, but I'm a big consumer, mm-hmm. and, um, not so much Facebook, because, like, it's just too much, and I just don't care, yeah, um, but I like Instagram, like, I, but there's so many ads, and I'm noticing I'm doing all these things, and, like, now it'll tell you when you are, like, what's the term, like, caught up, that they say, yeah. like, you're all caught yeah. up, and I was going through this phase where, like, I had to be caught up, and I didn't, I didn't say that to myself, like, but I realized, and, like, sometimes, like, if I hadn't been on it, because I don't, I'm never on my phone at work, like, I try to make sure that I get that huge break, um, but I would come home, and I'd be like, oh, my gosh, I have so much that I have to look at, and I'd scroll down, and I'd be like, I'd be frustrated, because I have, like, five minutes, I was like, I only have five minutes, but I have to get through all this stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm, scroll- I'm, like, getting, like, stressed out about seeing everything on Instagram, I'm like, this is so stupid, like, I don't need to be caught up, like, I don't yeah. need to see any of this, and nobody is posting anything significant, Yeah, really, yeah. On Instagram, I don't think it's really, like, quality stuff. Um, I mean, not always, but... And I was like, I can't believe, like, I'm stressed about being caught up. Like, what? Like, what is happening? No, so I've I been trying to, like, distance myself from I that. I do the same thing, but I, have, I feel like I need to maintain this presence because of what I'm trying well, to right. do. Well, right, and you have it... And yours is more work-related. Yeah. Mine's just... But it doesn't stress me out. Like, it used to. It really mm-hmm. used to. Like a, like, a year or two ago, it would really stress me out. Now I'm like, eh. I'll get there. And I do it, but it's, like, a task on the list to check mm-hmm. off. It's not, like, a go Well, and it. do you think, like, and I don't know for young people, because they love, they, at least from my perspective when I'm working with, they love this stuff. Um, but do you think eventually it'll be a shift and it's going to not completely go away? I don't think that it'll ever go away because it's such a marketing. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, but, like, do you think people are going to be using it less and less? I don't know. Probably not, but I would think it would be nice because I think people are realizing that it's an addiction um, for some. I think it will... Uh, you know, I don't know. Because for me, it changed, like... Um, stories are a different story because they fucking disappear. So, like, that is mm-hmm. all, whatever. Fuck it. And I have such an interaction with people via it, so, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. But um, I think people will become more calculated, so the types of posts will become more, I don't know. I don't think it'll ever go away, right. though. No, it's a marketing wonder, tool. It yeah, is a that's huge totally tool. tool. Like, yeah, and I do think that's, and I do think there's so many evil. benefits. Well, I think there's so many benefits. I would never say, like, they're not, like, it's all bad, because like, I don't think it is. I think there's so many benefits, but I also just think. I think people's mindset towards 
these devices, it's, I think it's already changing. Mm-hmm. Like, well, for older people, I think. I don't know. I, well, so you're working with the youth, but you're also working with the youth. But I look at my brother who grew up with these things mm-hmm. and is now 21. He's now like a full fucking adult. And like, he's not on his phone all the time. Right. Like, I would say he's about on par with Cody and I. But is that how he was raised? Yeah, like, uh, they but, have limitations when he was a kid, so he learned how to limit. But I don't know, when I hang out with him and his friends, they're not all, they're social, like. Right, so well, I and, I, and it's hard for me to tell, because they can't, they're, they're, some of them have phones and some of them don't. And yeah. they're not, I feel like you wouldn't be able to tell, do you work with, like, high school people? I yeah. mean, but they do love it. They do, because it's, like, that instant gratification. Um, 100%. But it's also, like, they're social, they're such social beings in middle school that like for some of them that is their social outlet yeah is how they're getting in touch with people but I but it's also I think it's also scary um but then again like I hate to be the generation that judges the generation below them because I think that's always the case and they're always so bad and I think they are they they're gonna offer a lot of good I am very optimistic yeah I think they're gonna be very optimistic and I think they're gonna be better than the millennials are for driving change uh for sure and I well and I also think they they're growing up in a time where they might have no choice but to really create change. Because, so, like, I feel like, um, I think you're the one that said it, but, like, the generation above us, like, they kind of could just sit there and, like, go with the flow the and do nothing. Yeah, yeah, but they could. Mm-hmm. And I just think, like, that the upcoming generation might not have that option. Well, um, like we were talking about earlier, we're the stressed out, anxious, yeah. fucked up, we <laughs> went through emo culture generation. Mm-hmm. They go through... I mean, at least in my opinion, Gen Z is going through body positivity, mm-hmm. open sexuality, and, and constructs of all sorts of, you know, relationships. Right. And they are they see the, uh, the world, I think, in a way more we can save this light than we're like, we're going to try, but we don't know what to do. Yeah. Well, and also, like, and that, and they, I think they get more of a message that they can create change. Like, I feel like we heard it, but, like, we were given no tools. Whereas, like, just having a phone in your hand gives you a tool. Yeah. Um, and having access to Wi-Fi gives you a tool. Yeah. Um, and I think they have more of that. When I also, I just, from at least my conversations in Granite, I'm in a, in a school that has um, a lot of connections to a prominent university. So, like, I'm in a rare spot, um, and I'm very fortunate for it, but... The conversation they have are really kind of cool. Like they and they are thinking about stuff like, um, about you know doing purposeful, taking purpose, purposeful actions to help our environment or like to make sure that there's equality amongst their peers. And I mean they're not saints and they're not like making you know huge waves now of change, but but they're definitely having better conversations than I was having because like, <laughs> what was I talking about in middle yeah. school? <laughs> like uh, nothing. So. Yeah. And I, yeah. More socially conscious. Yes. And I, but that, I mean, but it has, that's where social media is like a benefit. Mm -hmm. Because that's where they're picking, they're not picking it up probably, you know, on their own. Right. So. That's only time will tell. Um, so I watched this movie off of Magnolia, like, because I was on this trend. So we watched, um, American Psycho on my birthday, like my birthday celebration with my mom. We watched American Psycho and Scott put on American Beauty and I'm like, oh, these are all, like, classic, like, late 90s movies. So I watched Magnolia, and then I watched um, the movie Secretary with mm. uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. And I cannot forget. Spader. James Spader. Wow, well, I don't even know who that is. You do. Mm. He's in, he's in um, The Office, I'm pretty sure. I was Robert California. I don't even 
Let me look him up because I need to be able to see him from face. But anyways, yeah. go ahead. Go so he was like, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, he was like, I think it's Robert. I don't remember. Something California. But he was um, a law, like a lawyer guy. And she comes in like she get, she gets out of like a mental health facility and then like needs to find a job, so she comes in to become a secretary, and then it, it turns into this, like, Fifty Shades of Grey type thing, oh. which normally I'm not into, but the way they did it was humorous, mm-hmm. so it was it was, it was was pretty good. Highly recommended. And I, I put it on to go to sleep, and then I got sucked into it, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck, I'm going to pause this and go to bed now, because i got to watch the rest of it. Um, I binged Dirty John, which was originally a podcast. Hmm. Um, what was that on? You know, I watched it on Netflix, but it was on, like, Lifetime or something like that. It wasn't Lifetime. I don't know. Um, Connie Britton is in it. Um, and she, that, she's, I know who that is. She's, like, reddish kind of hair. Yeah. And I forget the dude's name, but you would know him, too. Clearly, I have a better memory of female actresses. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but it's about a woman who, she's gone through divorce so many times. She has a couple kids. And she finally meets this dude, but he turns out to be, like, a total con artist. And that's mm. all I'll tell you about it. The show itself was, like, mindless, stupid. So it's a show. Yes. I watched, I watched it. Um, it's, like, a series, like, a six-part series or something. But it was pretty accurate to the podcast, which is what I like. It was one of the first podcasts that I ever listened to, which mm. is the only reason I watched the show. Because my friend Sam was, like, tweeting about it. And she was like, it wasn't my favorite. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure it's not as good as the podcast is, but, like, Whatever. Maybe I'll have to check on the podcast, then. Yeah, you would probably enjoy it. It's true crime, and it is, like, narrative story type thing. Right. But it's... The way they tell it is just so intriguing, and you're hmm. like, what? What are you thinking, woman? Like, is these are all the red flag. Yeah. Oh. It's the actual woman and her kids that are on it, and shit gets, like, really intense. So, huh. it's re- it, it was really good. Um, did you watch, like, um, did you watch Modern Love on Amazon Prime? It was based off, like, an art like a New York Times like, article that like a I don't no, know. but I've seen it on my because you like Anne Hathaway, right? Yes, you at least have to watch her because you don't have to watch all the episodes. You have to watch her episode at least. I will. She's pretty great in it. I love Anne Hathaway. Yeah, her episode was good. I also binged um, Unbelievable, which is about the girl. She was actually in Booksmart, the friend. Oh, um. Yes, my friend, my coworker and like friend, um, just told me he. It's with a court case, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he told me that I should watch that as well, but I haven't. It was. It just seemed heavy, so I again. It I'm is like, heavy. It, it. That's the thing. So I like went through all this crap. Now I'm in drama, so like I need to watch things mm-hmm. that make me feel emotions. But that was very good. It was slow to start, so like you might. Yeah, that's what he had said. It, yeah. Yeah, you got to give it some time, but um, that that's, and the actors in it are great. The last thing, I forgot to recommend this, I'm pretty sure. Um, I always plug my Hulu into the dark horror. The movie uh, for the new year was called Midnight Kiss. Yeah, and I've seen, well, because Hulu was advertising yeah. like crazy, yeah. Yeah, but it's um, like a gay-based. Oh. So it was very cool to see a cast of mostly LGBTQ, there's like one straight chick in there. Mm-hmm. Um like friends going out it was it was very well done i don't think it it over stereotyped characters that are normally 
mm-hmm. stereotype, at least based upon friend groups that I have and, like, you know. Well, and don't you feel like TV's getting better at that? At like, yes. You don't have to have the one gay character that's, you know, if it's, like, a man... He's very feminine. Like, yes. I think they're normalizing it a little bit better. Making it more accurate to real life. And that right. was what was cool about this. There was one straight female. And, the you know, mm-hmm. the rest of the movie, the entire movie, were all gay men. And I was like, yes, this is what we need more mm-hmm. of. And I'm glad that they did that, like, within the series. Now, if we could integrate it more into other things, that would be great. But right. I think we're working on it. So. Well, and books are going now. Like... That was the one cool thing about this convention, other than pushing social issues, like the books that at least they're putting out for kids, which I think is is huge because I think that's where a lot of your issues are stem from. Like if you can't find you in anywhere else, like so you're like the amount of diversity in your books amongst not just like um, cultures but gender, sexuality. Like it, it is really neat the way that they're they're using books and and putting them in kids' hands is pretty cool. Yeah. So, all right. Well. If that's all we got, we got shit to do. No, thank, th- thanks for putting me on here. I feel thanks so important. For- <laughs> well, 60 other people will think so, too. <laughs> is that your listener base? It's an estimated well, good audience. Well, good thing I have, like, three friends, so 63. <laughs> My first episode has, like, 100-plus plays. That's awesome. Can you but, check that on Spotify? You can see, like... Um, so, I don't use Spotify. I use a whole Oh, that's thing. what I listen to. Yeah, but oh. it, it records them. So, it's, I'll show you. Okay, okay. let's take a look. Yeah, you don't need to... Bu- I'm Bye! Just